trade services, Lavazi and Book1.co.uk present the 20 Megabyte Doctor Who Podcast. Hello and welcome to the 20 Megabyte Doctor Who Podcast, episode 500 and whatever it was. Oh, 536. 536. I'm Adam and... Would you care for some tea? And here da, 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 is Benjamin Arthur Cedric Mel oh, Melrose a shoveler. <laughs> Melrose. I mean, Melrose I shoveler. You, yes. I, I don't know how you found out my other memories because <laughs> I, I keep them very well hidden. But well done for finding them. Uh, my quote is, uh, "Run." Thank you. And Mariana <laughs> Luby Lumlums Lang. Do your worst, Adolf. What did you call me? Roberia, whatever his name is, Thing. That's you, Robert, by the way. Oh, me. Tardis, bang, bang, dikes, boom. Slartler, blooby, cloner, butt bumps. (laughs) Danny boy to the doctor. Danny boy to the doctor. Yes, today... (laughs) It's um, something with some Teletubbies in it. <laughs> and we're hoping for Mebera Del Rose to join us. She's had some Skyping issues. We have a. I am under the suspicion that Skype has decided to limit the amount of people you can have on a call because when I called her no, on her own, it's fine. When I started trying to add people, no, didn't like that very much. But um, Wait, so you, uh, if you well, want to kick me off, go ahead. Okay. Right. Well, how do you get rid of one? See person? you next week, then. Thanks very much. This is going to be a fast show. <laughs> yes. That's another program. In under a half hour. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh no, um, no. The times that I've missed, you guys keep going on anyway. <laughs> yeah, about interesting stuff, Kirby. Right then, let's make sure I get my jingles folder open. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna fly through. Um, no, no, little pun there. Uh-huh. Fly through Victory of the Daleks, so as we can talk about more interesting stuff, um, like for instance like my trip to a London Film and Comic Con. Oh uh, yes, right. And oh, the yeah. golf, eh, Ben? The golf was great. And my quiz. Oh, that too. And what we watched this week. <laughs> so we watched a, a bit, a few bits and bobs this week. Well, two weeks because we haven't been out here for a couple of weeks, have we? Anyway, well, I so, won't mark on the on the uh, spreadsheet. I won't mark Debbie in yet. So that's a bit we didn't really need to hear. Thanks but if Kirby. she does turn up, Kirby, you're going to have to mark her with a late mark. Mm. Yes. <laughs> Lily Robin says you're right. <clears throat> Obviously yes. referring to Ben. How many late marks before you're kicked off the podcast, yeah. huh? So well, I think episode you get three late marks begins. before you get a suspension. It nearly begins. And after three suspensions, then you get terminated, literally. We just send out uh, around a, uh, uh, a Dalek. Around. Right, sorry, I've got to turn my fan off because otherwise you'll hear a noise in the background. Sorry about that. Listen, you still Dennis. get one from me, mate, because I'm not turning mine off because it's 4,000 degrees, isn't it? Well, no, mine's 28.5 and rising. Well, so the episode begins in, sure. in some sort of bunker with Winston Churchill and some um, sort of uniformed clericals uh, are out about him. And um, he sort of basically goes on about let's bring in the secret record 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 the secret <laughs> weapon and it's a little toy dalek 
I don't think little toy Dalek's going to do much, do them much good. But there you go, he slides it across. Who likes the tea? Earth was that? No, at the moment, Mary. Thanks. I might have a, a drink of water because my throat's starting to get a bit, you know, <clears throat> dry. Um, yes, and then we have it's the title sequence and da da da. The TARDIS materialises uh, in uh, Winston Churchill, cousin Winston's office, and um, mind you, cousin Winston probably could do with losing a, more pounds than I can do with oh, losing. Oh, you're but um, I don't remember him being that chubby in the ward, to be fair. But uh, anyway, so, and the, the, the doctor opens no, the TARDIS and he has loads of guns pointed at him. But it was all in banter because he has a sort of welcome with his old friend Winnie. And then sort of uh, Amy comes out and looks incredibly impressed with the whole situation. And uh, then there's, um, Churchill goes on about a few bits and bobs and some young ladies sort of worried about her fighter pilot boyfriend husband or whatever it was at the time I can't, I can't remember didn't quite glean whether it was a boyfriend or a husband um uh, so we say romantic connection yeah nowadays romantic interest yeah nowadays even if it would have been a like a, a sort of go back in time episode it would have been some sort of same-sex romantic connection because they, that's what they yeah. do on tv these days <laughs> um brandon moore says Sorry I'm late. I was just busy daydreaming about Dora Bella. I should have called one of you Dora Bella. Uh, <laughs> and um, Lillian Robin says, I'll always be your fan. You can't turn me off. Oh. I'm going to behave myself there. Thank you, Lillian. <laughs> and uh, then uh, she says, the woman in the bunker who loses her lover is named Lillian. Oh. Isn't that lovely? Uh, I wonder if she loses her stockings as well. <laughs> Where do we get? Oh, tights. Sorry, I do apologise. Oh, leg attire. Hashtag Lillian's legs. Right then. Um, yes. Yeah, so so um, Churchill's quite. He's quite eager to show. Um, the doctor his his secret rep- weapon so he takes them onto the roof where uh, I presume these planes are empty they're just being flown by a remote control that that get done in but oh look hey I, I, I like the oh, the doctor not? waving the smoke away from uh, Winston yes. as they're going yeah. up the elevator indeed anyway then of course he quickly realizes by the sound the Dalek sound effect that the BBC put on the this the shots that it um, was Daleks. And then we have a source of the... Uh, oh, can I just mention something with that sh- shooting down those planes? Yes. Okay, that was done in a space of, what, how many seconds? They're Daleks. And yet, yet the Doctor's right in front of the Daleks later on. And, and they can't they shoot. They miss him. And they can't it's shoot like, for toffee, can they? Ugh. You're not happy about that, are you, Robert? No. You know, you know, with those barrage balloons, do I see... Uh, Rose hanging off. Hanging off. Yeah. What a surprise! Of course, that was the because yeah, Rose hung off the only barrage balloon or whatever you want to call them in the whole war. Anyway, right. So, uh, so the Doctor <laughs> has his. Uh, sorry, Matt Smith has his inaugural um, argument with a Dalek, uh, and uh, of course these Daleks are called Ironsides. I think that's a little nod to um, the old uh, detective that went around in a wheelchair um, in the nineteen seventies. <laughs> Raymond Burr. Yes. Raymond Burr. Or as we called him in Britain, Raymond Burr. Of course, in America, he's ra- it just sounds like he's really cold. Raymond needs to wrap something around himself. <laughs> Raymond Burr. <laughs> um, I do love the fact that when uh, Churchill sort of mo- he sort of tried to trying to defend this Dalek thing or Ironsides to the Doctor, there's a, a, a shot, a, a picture of the King and Queen behind him. Not sure I quite like that. Yeah, um, and I'm just moving forward a little bit. So, of course, um, this is chap, apparently, who's invented these iron sides. He's a Scottish bloke. And, um, and he's quite a central figure to the whole story. 
it's interesting the set that Amy doesn't get too close to the Daleks because obviously um, they were they are actually designed for Rosie. Oh, sorry, William Piper's height, shall we say? And of course, uh, Karen Gillan's quite tall, so it wouldn't look quite look right. It'd have been looking straight at her boobies. And uh, on we go. I'm just moving forward. There's not a lot yes, going. Yes, they, they do say in the confidential that they one of the reasons they made them taller, that the new paradigm ones was because of the taller companion. Yes. Uh, yes. Well, that was rubbish, wasn't it? Uh, anyway, so uh, the Doctor is I- very eager to show the Daleks up for what they really are and starts bashing one with a, a rather large... Um, should have uh, been a baseball bat like that. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a rather large spanner, I think it was. And there's some stuff yeah, coming yeah. through on the live feed. Oh, and a rubber one. You know, a spanner that big should weigh so much. I know. Right. <laughs> It's a science fiction fantasy TV hammer. <laughs> I mean, spanner. Right then, um, Brandon Moore says, and her lover is called Robin. Oh, very oh. good. <laughs> and then not really. Right then, so meanwhile, <laughs> in space, we see that the Daleki spaceship and... Um, Eventually, they, uh, to cut a sort of longer story short, the, the Daleks are deliberately winding up the Doctor by being nice and offering people tea and being, yeah. uh, I am your soldier, and all that malarkey, just so he can bellow at them that he is the Doctor and he's fought them, this, that and the other. And, um, of course, that then triggers this, what is it, the, the evidence or what they call it? What was it called? Uh, the, 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 the what? Testimony. testimony testimony that um that oh, they are and for some reason yeah, that that then um opens up some lock that um um enables the daleks to be them real their real selves and the doctor gets transported no he gets the tardis and goes up to the the dalek spaceship with <laughs> armed with a jammy dodger i do have jammy dodgers in this oh, are you are you just going through this super fast or, or what? do i do i need to go through any slower adam jammy adam. dodgers what well, i wanted adam. to I wanted to point out that, uh, oh, by the way, does your Jamie Dodger have the heart in it? Because he's not holding a no, Jamie he's, Dodger. No, he's, ho- he's holding a, a no, BBC right. generic uh, jam sandwich biscuit um, because uh, they're master, not allowed to master. product place too much, yes. Master, master, I wanted to point out that a location. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, well, first yeah, of all, I used to it. those war rooms, they actually found some some real war rooms in Swansea. And and redecorated yeah. a little bit, but it was, Ten foot it was down. very Ten very foot nice. Down. But but the uh, this the what's his name Bracewell's office. We've seen that before. That is the the same location where uh, Elton and his little gang went up against the Absorbalov. Got very very distinct. The, uh, yeah, the like plastic uh, thing. Uh, what do you call those? Rafters. Mm. Well, how about you? Kirby's trying his hardest before us. Trying to make a cup of tea. You know he's going to ignore us. Maybe you will go for a wee. Anyway. Tell you what, the temperature's gone Adam. up now. Just for me getting stressed out, it's gone up two degrees to 28.7. Uh, right. I can't remember what I got Adam. up to now. Oh, yeah, so the Doctor's on the spaceship armed with Adam. a... Oh, jeez. Yes? Mary, um, Debbie's saying that uh, having bloody, bloody tech. So yeah, I thought she might be. Um, having troubles. Brandon Moore says, maybe it's a sonic spanner. And then Terry Marr says, I've used spanners <laughs> that big. 
They aren't that heavy, so no. Well, they <laughs> are. What did you use a spanner like that for? What do you mean? For heavy well, industrial For turning great like big a... nuts. Um, ooh, that's yeah. That could be a bit of a... Um, the, um, the, I'm moving back to Doctor Who. Uh, right, so where do you go up to? Uh, yeah, so the Doctor's on the um, the spaceship armed with a ferocious jammy dodger. I do like that <laughs> jammy dodger aspect. I think it's quite good fun. Silly, but fun. Sort of fun I like. I like the idea that the TARDIS, in its little, um, little sort of thing, obviously gives birth to, to sonic screwdrivers and jammy dodgers. Just a bit disappointed that TARDIS couldn't actually work out what a real jammy dodger was. Um it's a brand of... Uh, I've got a tin here. It's, a, it's got jammy dodgers. It's got a picture of lovely... Um, a real jammy dodger on it. And the real jammy dodger has JD uh, actually in it. And it's a heart-shaped little bit in there. Raspberry and apple-flavoured jammy. It has Jack Daniels in it. It's, not allowed to it's have. got Jack Daniels in it. That'd be nice off the idea. Jammy dodger with, with Jack Daniels flavoured yeah. jam. That'd be nice, wouldn't it, Ben? Yeah, I'd go for that. No. I'll be quiet. Not <laughs> Adam. Um, right, so anyway, so Amy's um, a bit sort of bamboozled because she wants to be with the Doctor because he's having all the fun up in the spaceship with the ferocious Daleks. Anyway, eventually, after some backwards and forwards comedy between the Doctor and the, the um, war Dalek, the army Daleks, the Teletubby Daleks come out of a little room. No! And um, yeah. the Doctor, <laughs> the special on Max Fist's face is, what the hell? And interestingly, <laughs> above... Um, some of the Daleks are the, what looks like, uh, there's a TV program uh, from the 1960s called Star Trek, Kirby. Uh, and the thing above them looks like that little thing from the transporter pad that used to beam people out of the Enterprise and back in again or whatever. Um, so it's an opportunity there to get rid of them quickly, but it didn't happen. Yeah, that That's a room that's on the spaceship is apparently is part. Is it a tobacco place? Yeah, it's part of a cigar factory that has now been torn down. Yawn. They probably gave Churchill his cigars. Yawn. Um, <clears throat> anyway, so, um, after Yawn. there was a bit of a skirmish, wasn't there, a bit earlier on, where um, the Scottish professor bloke got his hand blown off and it turned Bracewell. out to be like a robot hand. What? His name is Bracewell. I don't care. Yeah. Um, yes, he, he didn't brace well enough, did he? Because he got his hand shot off. Anyway, he's sulking now because he's going to shoot himself because he's, he, he's, he feels like he's a real human being. But now he knows he was created by the Daleks as a tool. But he didn't have the gun facing towards him either. Well, he didn't got to, did get to that part. It's a bit harsh to put that bit in, Robert. Uh, they couldn't, did, couldn't show that kind of thing on TV no, anyway. That would be, no, that wouldn't be appropriate. For kids. Yeah, well, if for anybody, really. Um, anyway, so, uh, so Amy and Winston, our cousin Winnie, are uh, trying to talk him out of it while... Um, the Paradigm Daleks, uh, or Teletubbies, depending on what you want to call them, um, destroy the um, the Daleks that helped them come into existence. Uh, I think, is it because they're not pure or something stupid? Something like yeah. that, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, the one minute the Daleks are trying to find the thing that makes you know, makes uh, humans or the Doctor successful against them uh, by adding that to them and obviously therefore making them impure. And the next minute they're trying to make themselves pure and back to being rubbish again. Uh, meanwhile, back... Uh, so there's a, a battle is uh, being initiated by um, the warmongers uh, down, down the thing. So they send up... The, uh, there's this special load of Spitfires apparently that can fly in space. Uh, can I just mention something with that? You, what, you how in the hell is it in the space of I don't know how many hours? Uh, they've suddenly minutes. got these. It's five minutes. Yeah. 
they've got them to ready yeah, up and flying. They didn't state and, how long these have been in development. Oh, no, no, for. no, no. The the idea, I believe it's Amy goes. Oh, we could do this because Bracewell uh, mentioned that mm. there's these bubbles that he had this idea for. So gravitational bubbles. Yeah, yeah, the gravitational bubbles. And so she comes up with the idea of adapting them to the Spitfires, and then five minutes later, they're uh, by the moon. In sort of science fiction, fantasy TV sort of jargon, it is feasible that they could have got this going quite quickly if they had the bubble technology in place. All you had to do was attach it to Uh an uh object. In a science fiction fantasy... Pretty unrealistic, though. It's it's a science fiction... I'm pretty unrealistic... Uh, yeah, a, an immortal bloke flying around in a, in a blue box <laughs> with police box <laughs> on it. And you're worried about a, a, a Spitfire with a, a, a yeah, bubble on it. Where did this demand for realism suddenly yeah. come from? <laughs> <laughs> well, if, if they had established it earlier that they already well, they had said, the essentially, I don't I think it worries. Yeah. They said they I already had the technology. Yeah. There was no reason to go deeply into the technology, as but we can accept yeah. that they, they no, said no. it's there that they the, could the just install that, it into a. Ruins it is Amy oh, comes geez. up with the idea. The only thing that's, that's far fetched about it is that these these Spitfire pilots could actually pilot them in space. I know that's the far fetched bit because there's no air in space <laughs> and things required. I mean, do we think there's real Teletubbies <laughs> out there in the world? <laughs> <laughs> of course there are. Anyway, so the Spitfires <laughs> go um, attacking the, the Dalek ship. Um, but most of them get done in, apart from Danny Boy or Danny Boy, who apparently is voiced by Mark Gatiss. <laughs> yes. Um, and yeah. um, he sort of he sort of makes friends over the the airways with the Doctor, who more or less sacrifices him because he has to go in. And he, he, the Doctor, who perhaps earlier on could have disabled the the Dalek shield, disables the, the Dalek shield. So is that um, a bit like Star Wars? They can get in and shoot yeah. at the, the sort of main part down. of the, the weak part of the uh, the spaceship and destroy it. So that gets done and they all get back to Earth to find um, um, poor old Scottish bloke Bracewell, or his name is, lying Bracewell. on the ground. Um, he's no, no, actually, no, the doctor, the doctor runs He up punches him. He punches, punches him, yes. Him. And, and that, I love the sound effect. Yes, you're right. Anyway, he punches him <laughs> and uh, he falls over and um, he's, he's um, obviously a, um, a bomb. He's a living bomb. Um, so uh, they're going to try and talk talk him into re- believing he's actually a, a, a sentient person by so the doctor tries uh, and being the doctor wasn't that good at it and of course Amy being a girl uh, was very good at convincing him that he has a soul and a, and a heart because he, she reminds him about the woman um, Dora, Dora Bella, Bella. Bella that he was in love with in his um, made-up youth, and uh, yeah, so he doesn't blow up after all, and uh, everything is saved, of course. Um, well, thanks to Amy. Thanks to Amy, and uh, yeah, that's about it, really. Isn't it? And um, <laughs> off they warp, warp, warp. But as they warp, warp away, they they need to get that polyfiller out again because a big crack in the wall yeah. behind the TARDIS. Yeah. And, and the doctor's worried that Amy doesn't remember the Daleks. Yeah, yeah that's, they really hint. Do. that's to do with the the um, Pandorica, which will come up later. Yeah, but we don't series. know that yet, do we? We do because it was said in episode one, Gob Robert. If you pay attention, the Pandorica will open. We know that well, from. No, it's not specifically Pandorica. It's that the crack is pulling. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. 
Thanks, uh, silence will fall, the Pandorica will open, blah, blah, really blah, blah. really know blah. at this stage. Um, Lillian Robbins says he pulls the biscuit, it's a blimmin' jammy dodger Lillian, out of his pocket. It should be covered in pocket lint. Obviously, yeah. it's the thing that Lillian has done on several That's occasions right. and found pocket lint-flavoured biscuits. And Brandon Moore says his poacket. <laughs> Brandon's classic. His poacets are bigger on the inside. His poacets. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, I love it. Wait, his his um, typos are legendary. Thanks yeah. for that, Brandon. Right then, so what I thought of Victor of the Daleks. I've, obviously, we, I've been listening to old, well, oldish, fairly newish, about a year ago episodes of the show, which Ben is actually brilliant. I have to say, um, and all of them, and the ones he does now. Uh, obviously uh, um, coached and uh, uh, under my design, but still very good. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, I, I lay my entire career to you. Thank you. Well, Talking about modern that, career. Ben, hang on, I'm middle of saying what I think about. Oh, go on then. Well, I said later. Oh, okay. Thank you. Anyway, um, I forgot what I was going to say now. Oh yes, about old episodes of the show that I'm listening uh, to. You actually and he's really. Them. Pardon. You're actually listening to them. Yeah, just to, to decide whether to give up uh, sooner rather than later, see if it's worth carrying on, Robert. But they're, they're pretty quite... There was one episode which was hilarious, but I can't remember which one it was. It was because uh, we got the next episode to listen to. Somebody actually wrote in to say it was hilarious. Cause, and I was laughing. I was work, I listened to it at work and I was just chuckling away to myself uh, out of my genius comedy. Um, so, yeah, so <laughs> this uh, episode was... It's just this Dalek thing that we were talking about. Every time the da- a Dalek episode comes along, it says of the Daleks. So I thought there might be, a, must be running out of uh, nouns or of verbs that they could use, you know, to something of the Daleks. Maybe Dalek of the Daleks or something like that. I don't know. What that <laughs> but the memory of the Daleks. Yes, yeah. they can't be bothered to mention Shelley the Daleks of the Daleks. Daleks? Yeah. Um, it's such a shame. Uh, I think most people are a bit. Even even non-doctory fans are a bit fed up with when you see the Daleks ha- being mentioned as as you know the title or even in a a trailer for a story coming up. But the difference between that, I think every Doctor should meet them. Yeah, so that's fine. Um, but I liked the look of the Daleks until they became Teletubbies in this. I love those sort of um, yeah. cammied yeah. up. Daleks. I thought they looked fab, especially with the little Union Jacks on them and everything. Yeah, I like the um, the sinisterness yeah. of "Would you like a cup of tea? I am your soldier." This because you knew there were there was something behind it, and the oh, Doctor yeah. loses his rank. Of course, there's this thing where he said, "Oh, they beat me! They beat me!" At the end, and Amy talked him around. Oh, yeah, that yeah, was quite good, wasn't I? But um, on the whole, I think it was just a little fun filler episode, and I, it was yeah. ruined by the Paradigm Dalek entrance because everybody thought, "I oh, know what they've done." And I know that was a genuine attempt to change them because they, that one of those design Daleks does appear later in the series. Uh, they, they sort of did a big U-turn and decided that the, you know, the design they brought in for Rose or, or, the, or Dalek was the best design uh, we've it had is. so far. Um, I mean, these are strictly for marketing purposes. Yeah, you and know? they're not good. I mean, the, the best marketing, well, I think probably the one that sold the better was the one that they brought out in the in the cami gear. I was after one of them, but they they sold so quickly that, that yeah, was it. Yeah, um, yeah. They were the the best concept, and that was the best part of this story, apart from the, the little gags with Jammy Dodgers and um, Karen Gillan still looking beautiful. Um, it was okay. I quite enjoyed it. To be fair, I think that, like I say, they're fairly sort of overly um, sort of unbelievable stuff happening in and. and Things that seem to have been thought up in the last minute and just written in with a couple of uh, throwaway lines, uh, probably by Moffat, to be fair. Um, 
but I think it it was just a little Doctor Who episode that we can just enjoy as a sort of almost like a filler episode. Um, I'm glad it was a, not a two-parter though, but it, yeah. it coasted along it would okay. Have made sense if they made it a two-parter. I didn't find it boring. It was all right. What did you think of it, about it then, Ben? Well, um, it's, <laughs> and then why well, it was uh, I can't watch remember it, did a you? lot about it. You didn't watch it, um, did you? I didn't you? rewatch it. No. <laughs> many, many better things to do, but uh, in re- reference... Did you watch it in the first instance, though? Yeah, yeah. I remember watching it when it was originally on, and I remember seeing the big Daleks and thinking, oh, they're big Daleks. Um, <laughs> but as far as the plot goes, it doesn't stick with me. I really can't remember anything about it. Apart from <laughs> the you should have watched it part. then. I had many, many, many better things to watch than the Steve Moppet Moppet episode. Although I did, um, uh, I mean, this is slightly um, jumping the gun on on the podcast uh, uh, that we lay it out every week. But I did end up watching a couple of episodes of the British TV comedy Coupling. Yeah, what's that got to do with it? And I loved that TV show when it was on in the 90s. And then I watched it and I was absolutely mortified to find out it was written by Stephen Moffat. <laughs> <laughs> and I watched oh, no more episodes. No, that's a lie. I watched two more because <laughs> it's got Sarah Alexander in it. And there's a link to Sarah Alexander coming later. Anyway, so um, as far as the, um, the, the, the condiments of the Daleks, uh, I'm, uh, I, I'll give it a 7 out of 53. <laughs> Thank you for that. Robert, what did you think? Uh, like all episodes that I seem to be going into now, is I try to approach them fresh, and I think I enjoyed it more more so than when I first saw it. Uh, it is just a filler episode, and it's a, a little bit of fun kind of thing. I mean, there are silly things that I've really spoken of with the, um, you know, they can shoot one Dalek can shoot down all these planes at once and yet, um, you know, can't miss the doctor. I mean, you know, miss the doctor who's like a couple of metres in front of him. Uh, so I think that's pretty silly. Um, but, yeah, it was okay. And, and, you know, the silly thing with the um, what's-the-name as well, the... Um, uh, the what's-the-name? Biscuit. No, because I just got <laughs> distracted by your message there. That's why. I'd stop paying attention to what I'm writing on my messages to Mrs. Mel. Yeah, I did like those the camouflage darks. They'd even done the uh, their speaking um, ears, you know, speaking the lights on ears? that. They'd even covered those on when they yeah. were outside, oh. and I thought that was a pretty nice little attention to detail there. Um, yeah, it wasn't bad if you just approach it for what it is, but. Um, mm. Yeah, it could have been. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's just a, a light throwaway episode. So yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So right throwaway episode, just a little comedy jaunt. Essentially. Oh, but yeah, those new Daleks. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad they didn't stick around. Though they just. No. Not they were bloody awful. They. Kirby, what did you think? Uh, it looks wonderful. It's it's uh, BBC history. Uh, the design of the uh, the the Daleks, the war Daleks or what the Ironsides, uh, Churchill, it had so much promise. Yeah. The first the first twenty minutes are just great, and then 
bring in the Teletubby Daleks and accept <laughs> for the fact that I had never even heard of a Jamie Dodger until that point, and now I go out of my way to buy them. Oh, they're nice, aren't they? Uh, rubbish. Absolute rubbish. I, it's not a filler episode. It's a, it's a, a void unless I have to do it for a podcast episode. <laughs> Uh, oh, is that it? Yes. No. Worse than the black spot? Curse of the black spot? Or, oh, um, no. The, 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 um, the curse of the bad plot is worse, but Orphan 55 is the absolute bottom. Okay. <laughs> right then, everybody, here we go. What do you think of it, Mary? I'm sure there's a tune coming from Ben. Well, it's, it's kind of sad. Um, the first episode that introduces this 11th Doctor is so strong and so much fun. And then that's immediately followed by two pretty weak throwaway episodes. Mm. And I just wonder if they lost viewers, you know, after the... Um, yes, I'd say, yeah. Lost me. Me, I'd say, you yeah. know, gosh, I thought this was going to be good, but boy, these episodes that follow are pretty bad. Um one thing, some things I want to say is that um, Ian um, McNeese makes a wonderful church show. Oh, he's very good, yes. yes. Yeah, yes, uh, of course, you know, that's he his... He played it before, hasn't he? Something else? Yeah, I mean, he does stage plays, he does all kinds of... He mm. plays him a lot, so yeah. um, he's really got him down. Um, and, yeah, and I wanted to mention Amy not remembering, you know, the Daleks, you know, or the events of Stolen Earth and all that. They mm. really lean on that, you know, so I'm sure that that's going to be significant. And you say it has to do with the Pandorica. So I'll, you know, hold off until that. Um, and the, the Teletubby Daleks, I hated them, you know. To me, it just looks like a, 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 a what is it, just a marketing ploy, just to sell a lot of Daleks um, and make it kid-friendly and all that. Um, mm. It's almost like candy Daleks. <laughs> and, and the thing is, there's not much to this story. The Dunamon goes on forever. I mean, saying goodbye to Churchill, the Amy and the Doctor, leaning on the TARDIS and talking. Exactly, yeah. And the Doctor worrying about the Daleks. I mean, it just goes on and on. It's like, when is this going to end? <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, so there wasn't much story to tell. No. But, but... The sparkle that Karen brings to all of this. Mm -hmm. I, just, I mean, I, I can't take my eyes off of her. She's so much fun to watch. And she's already turning out to be pretty crucial to the doctor's plans and all that. I mean, she's the one who turned uh, the Bracewell's um, thing around. And, and I know, you know, because I, you know, I have the benefit of hindsight, that she's going to be instrumental in a lot of mm. uh, episodes. So... I, I just love Karen Gillan, and you know I want the pond thing to go on yeah. forever. I think what, what I it is with the one thing that Roffert was his idea was was to make the Doctor alien again, uh, you know because obviously the Tenant Doctor, although was a Time Lord, w was very much understood what it was like to be human and stuff like that. Whereas I, I liked some of the Moffat Doctor's sort of slight confusion about human nature. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's what Amy's job in that was to show um, Bracewell some human compassion because the doctor didn't quite get it. Yeah, he, he loves yeah, the humans, but he exactly, does sometimes because yeah. he's an alien, he doesn't quite they get too far. the deepness they took it of it. Too far yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. They made it totally unrelatable. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree <laughs> with that. But anyway, but yeah, to me, this Even is just Clara. 
another kind of boring throwaway. I mean, it has, you know, it has fun things to it. Hmm. But, uh, you know, I realize I've never watched it from the first time I watched it. And now I know why. So that's <laughs> yeah. yeah, marvellous. Well, thank you very much, Mary. Right then, that means that uh, Ben is just about to um, um, sort of air his dulcet tones in the direction of Mr. Bartlett's slow. Sort of? Well, sort of. I mean, oh. more like definitely. Yeah. Ooh, what on earth was that? Oh, big that. He asks you what you think and it normally goes well But as he's an American he'd say Swell. So here's what you think in content it doesn't lack It's Kirby Bartlett Sloan and his pedantic feedback <laughs> Look, I'm half expecting Kirby to do what he normally does Hang on No, I... Been uh, refreshing the page to make wow. sure I had everything. Oh, what is turning you leave. The uh, <laughs> and I'm I'm not going to read some of these because there are responses that, to things that I've already said. So there. Uh, okay, the first comment was from Lillian who posted a animated GIF or GIF of the Teletubby palette <laughs> with, with, with uh, popping up with Teletubby heads. Pretty funny. Uh, Neil James says, Victory of the Daleks. Sorry. This is a quick one. Great guest cast and the effects are strong. I continue to enjoy the 11th Doctor and Amy partnership, but I find the Daleks dull, dull and the story a tad forgettable. One other thing I like is how scruffy Matt Smith looks in this story. Later yeah. on, his hair gets shorter and he looks a lot smarter, but here he really is a raggedy man. Three stars out of five. Oh, good. Uh, there, the raggedy man, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lillian responds to his saying, sorry, this is a quick <laughs> one, by saying, that's what she said. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know who this is that uh, he posted a picture of in response. In response. Right now. Do you know? Well, what's the echo all about? Yeah, why is there an echo? Echo. Echo. No, stop now. Stop now. <laughs> I'll bet. I'll bet that uh, Ben did something. <laughs> yes. A sneaky guy with a soundboard. Mm. Okay. Uh, I uh, am skipping all of my responses there. Uh, Mr. M says, "Yeah, well, he had a bit of work done. Apologies <laughs> for missing your last recording. So, just a few quick <gasps> opinions on the Beast Below first. It's an okay story." Not good, not great. The Smilers didn't really work. Love Liz Tin, though. It was very uh, old doll esque. Hey. Yeah. Road Daleks. Uh, 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 Daleks. <laughs> <laughs> Victory of the Daleks by Mark Gottes. <laughs> this is a Marmite story, mostly due to the Marmite Daleks. <laughs> I could make a joke that Daleks made of Marmite would have been a better idea than the multi colored plastic bubbles that were ultimately designed but i actually don't dislike them as much as the rest of fandom seems to i wouldn't go so far to say that i like them but they're okay nice and big what is that noise it's not me i'm not doing anything jeez ben 
Sorry, uh, listeners, is that yeah. now you have to get your um, your what they call them ear eardrums uh, reconnected. I didn't do anything. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, no, I'm actually sitting here listening to Kirby. Oh, sorry, it came through very loud. Yes, Sound I like, wouldn't go so far as to say that I like them, but they're okay. Nice and big and bulky is good. Not sure about the humps though. I beg your pardon. They got humpbacks. <laughs> Uh, and as an aside, the Dalek operators for those things hated them. Uh, back to Mr. M. As for the episode itself, it's a good plot. The Daleks going undercover is a nice idea, and Smith is very good up against them. Churchill works well as a broad interpretation. A more realistic version could be done by the show, but there wouldn't have been space for him in the episode. And Karen Gillan is hot, especially <laughs> in that short skirt. <laughs> the story does fall down with its weak resolution. The victory of the title does does mean the plot essentially stops for no reason. Yeah. And I'm not too keen on the Bracewell bot and Space Spitfires either. Overall, I'd give this a 6.5 out of 10. Next time, spoilers again. Mm. Uh, Robert Wentz Jr. says, it's a good line. It's a jammy dodger, but I was promised tea. <laughs> and he has very short feedback this time i yeah, didn't short. care too much for this episode amy's crack was showing at the end of the Ooh. episode was it <laughs> i missed that bit that. Ooh. amy's crack was showing at the yeah, end we... of the episode as the <laughs> tardis <like> departed <laughs> the new shape of the daleks with the big butts the multiple color daleks not too keen on them but was better than the beast below still an above average episode three and a half out of five Thank you. I will say Bracewell, and the thing that annoyed me the most about him, he couldn't pronounce the word Dalek. He was worse than the Americans. Um, Dalek, I mean, Americans can't even pronounce Davros, as I've uh, alluded we to can. on many occasions. Go on, then. Say it, Kibby. Davros. So why do most Americans call him Davros, then? And I well, also know how to say Dalek. I know you, you're not Scottish, I'm though, not are you? Your typical American. Dalek. Um, yeah. Anyway, so thank you very Dar much, Burby. Dalek. 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 So um, <laughs> I um, sent over to the lovely Mary uh, some um, blurb to dictate from the even yeah. lovelier Linda yeah. and Terry Miles. Yes. Okay. Um, and I, I do want to say before I start uh, reading this. Um, I did have the great pleasure of having some drinks with with Ian McNeese and oh, oh, name dropping. We have to have some name <laughs> dropping sound effect, Ben. What's the name of the guy who plays the blue guy? The blue guy. Uh, do, um, oh, what? Yeah, I know you mean that. That would be uh, Fisher. Simon Fisher, Fisher Becker. Simon yeah, Fisher. Yeah, and I want you to know that they are two of the most delightful men. We had the best you know, and long conversation all about comparing British and American politics. And uh, I had a, a really wonderful evening with it. So there you go. Anyway, so <laughs> Terry Miles writes, <clears throat> it's Winston and he needs help from the doctor who arrives two months late. What could be the problem or what could the problem be? The Germans have invaded most of Europe and they are bombing the hell out of the British public. Uh, no, he has a new toy that serves tea in China cups. Very British. It's been such a long time since we've seen the Daleks, I'd forgotten what they looked like. It was about time Bill Pedersen appeared in Doctor Who. He was brilliant as Bracewell. Oh, look, more Dalek merchandise, British <laughs> Army Daleks and Teletubby Daleks. 
I'm glad the backlash the BBC received made them change their minds about the redesign. They looked rubbish. Mm. Danny Boy sounded like a certain <coughs> author slash actor by name of Mark Gatiss. Mm. Oh. Could Bracewell have been any thicker? Typical machine, couldn't take the hint. He had better still be there when they get back doing that thing they had to do. The doctor missed a chance to help someone in distress. He could have popped over to the English Channel and rescued that WRAF plotter's boyfriend. Why did I want a cup of tea after watching this one? Hmm. Stay safe and well, everybody. Linda and Terry Miles. Who was in distress? Doctor is in distress. Oh, I thought it was Amy in a skirt. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's it terrible. Was... No, it's not. Uh, right then, so we also have this. Hello, 20 Megmite Podcast. This is Ian Kirk. Hello, Ian. Hi, Captain. Victory of the Daleks by Mark Gatiss. KBO. The barrage balloons around Big Ben remind me of the time Rose Tyler took a ride on one. Mm. Jammy Dodgers are a type of biscuit in the UK. Delicious biscuit. There are new, different coloured Daleks in this. Is that to be inclusive? <laughs> the new Daleks are taller because Amy Pond is taller than Rose Tyler, and they want the companion to be able to look them in the eye dog. That never happened. Bracewell diffuses himself using the power of love for a woman in his imagined biography. <laughs> there is going to be more power of love this year. Bracewell thinks he is from Paisley. Stephen Moffat is from Paisley. Well, there you go. The German bombers are ten minutes away, and the Daleks have lit up London. Pond and Churchill talk to Bracewell, and they design and build space drives and put them on Spitfires. They fly into space and attack the Dalek saucer, all in time to turn off the London lights. Fantasy? No, plot hole. Yes. There have to be some plausible constraints, even in fantasy. <laughs> the Doctor can disrupt the Dalek saucer shield, but he does not do it until two of the space fires have been destroyed. Yeah, how mean. There was a time delay on the Bracewell bomb, just so they had an opportunity to <laughs> defuse it. That's true. <laughs> Amy does a lot to resolve the problems in this story, as she did last time. Mm. Churchill was good. Oh, yes. <laughs> I bought Lost at Christmas from Amazon Prime. The two main characters meet, for the second time, at a railway station. I wonder if this was a tribute to the 1945 film called Brief Encounter. This being a Scottish station, the train is cancelled by snow. They end up snowed in at a pub in the Scottish Highlands. There is a plunger in this, as the landlord needs to unblock a toilet. <laughs> Sylvester McCoy and Fraser Hines play two other guests. Oh. Caitlin Blackwood has a very minor role. Does she? Please excuse me, I have duties to perform. Bye now. I didn't know those bits. See, that's how it's done, Kirby. Well, I have some more uh, bits of information about Lost at Christmas. Go on, then, uh, very over, briefly. Over here, over here, it's available on Amazon Prime, but it's free to watch if you've got Prime. You don't have to pay for it. Yeah. Uh, and also, uh, Caitlin Blackwood's character is named Clara. 
No reuse there of uh, certain things. No. Um, oh, yes, we've got more stuff coming through, haven't we? Where's my... I've lost the page. Oh, there it is. Okay, so we've got this. This is a bit where you can sort of put your feedback and enjoy. It's Andy Nunny. Well, good afternoon, 20 megabytes. Andy Nunny here. It is Sunday afternoon. Uh, I've been a busy day. I went to church this morning, and then I stayed there because I was cooking at the church barbecue. It was just a shack because I uh. stank of smoke, so I'm sitting here in a Harley Quinn's towel. Oh, yes, no. there's an image. Well... However, I came back and I did some mining and Storm again and I watched the victory of the Daleks, which is, it's all right, really, isn't it? You know, it's not spectacular. It's, a, it's an interesting play on the fact that the Daleks set somebody up to think he invented them and uh, therefore they were coming in. But it was never really clear what they were trying to do. I mean, that, you know, that's, that, we never got to the bottom of that. You know, so we want to win the war. But. What, what 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 was their actual their their what were they trying to achieve and it how were they achieve it? Just, it just never really came clear. It's just, it just seemed to be program. was just a way of getting the story in the Daleks in, and uh, yeah, it just sort of went along. That was it. Right. It just didn't flow. I think. What was me. that? Hang on, let's pause. Andy. I, I, love, love, I love the concept of pausing Andy in mid flow. <laughs> what, what was that, Ben? I've got that's, no idea. It sounded like Oasis. Yeah, well, it may have been. Oh, okay. But that's really good, because I don't know how you heard that, because you've never heard that before when I've done this. I don't know how... I did then. I don't know... Interrupting us, Ben. Right, hold on a minute. If I do that, I can't hear you. Can you hear that? Yes. 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 Did you hear... Yes. Can you hear that? What? What? Ah, right, okay, so I can do it like that. Right, I'm still here. (laughs) <laughs> Resuming, Mr. Andy Nunny. It, didn't, it just didn't flow, I think, for me. And there were some good bits about the way that uh, I think him and Nisa's Churchill was very, very good. And, you know, they keep bubbling on, and you can see him, you know, he's desperate to win the war. And so they use these, uh, you know, he's got this strange uh, weapon that he's suddenly been given. Oh, yes. I thought that the Spitfires in space is a bit silly. I mean, the fact that. Yeah, he'd invented them yet. What's happened to them? Did they just disappear out of space? You know, did everyone just forget about them as well? That, that's what didn't work for me. It was just there was too much there to be forgotten or that wouldn't come else, elsewhere. And I think that, that's what that's why it just, it just didn't work. It, you couldn't have this story if you like it. Um, Bracewell, you know, Bracewell is a human being. He's not a human being. Of course, he's never going to be a human being. So what's going to happen to him? Just another loose end. That was a problem with this. I thought Karen Gillan was very good. The way she uh, certainly the way she reacted to Bracewell to try and you know get him to uh, you know to reverse that bomb. I think that was a bit silly the way they were doing that. You know, so uh, mm. um, Doctor himself, you know, he's uh, he's trying to find out what the Daleks are trying to do, and uh, of course we end up with the telly to be Daleks. And oh dear Lord, thank God they didn't last very long. I think that's the main thing. They really were. The thought behind them about having a new race of Daleks that wouldn't take the inferior Daleks as being anything to do with them anymore and therefore destroy them. It works in principle, but simply the way you have the Daleks, the different colours and they just, they're bulbous. It just, they weren't Daleks. I think that's the problem. You'll be losing that, that menace, that, mm-hmm. that sleekness, yeah, that, coming through. I mean, you know, the fact that, yeah, they've got the dark colours, you know, you don't have brightly coloured Daleks because they're not bright, are they? It just it just was wrong. Unfortunately, it didn't win. 
So overall, it was a good filler story. There's a lot of holes in it. It's not one that you could remember. I think there's too much in there to say, well, how on earth could that have happened? That it just, yeah, it was, it was all right. Oh, well. Seeing you. Yes, thank you very much, Andy. Mm. That was Andy Nunny, everybody. Uh, Can I just say something? Mm, I suppose no. so. No, it's, it's just about um, wasn't the Daleks' plan to bring the Doctor there by their interference with things, so that the Doctor would give that open that testimony thing by saying, "Oh, these are the Daleks." Blah blah blah. Yes. Wasn't that the idea, though? Yeah. Yes. Mm, maybe so. Stuff coming through on the live feed. Um, Lillian Robin says, should I have said cookie? No, cookies have got little chocolate no. chips in them and stuff. And then Brandon Moore said, echo. <laughs> oh, I see, because of the funny echo that was going on about 13 yeah. minutes ago. I won't say funny echo. I wouldn't funny, ha-ha. I mean funny as in, oh, never mind, peculiar. Weird. Um, yes. Odd. Odd. Strange. Right. Um, I was going to write a little bit of music for Ben's next segment of the show because it is of course um, the musings of Alan T. Butcher. Hello. Hello. <laughs> I, I am here. It's just that I've uh, I've just got to turn all my fans off. Hold on. That's better. The aircon's already off otherwise it's very unprofessional isn't it? Yeah, point two in here now. The, the one thing that I do like insist on on the podcast is professionalism. And sarcasm, so, of course, yes. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, I haven't read this through yet because I've been too busy not doing anything else. <laughs> yeah, we heard some beeps and boops anyway. Yeah, you, know, that's yeah. so, you heard the beeps and the boops because, yeah. hold on, I've turned that back up, that's fine. Uh, because um, I'd left the fader up for the computer that I play everything off of. Um, but I don't do the editing on that one. I have to do it on the other one, which you heard the edit, which I've never, I don't know how you heard that because the fader was down and it shouldn't have come back through the sys, but anyway, it gives a monkey. Just have to remember to do it, not do it next week. Do you know what? Very good. Not... Actually, I'm going to give Robert a ding for that. That was almost good. Uh, thank you. Da Darth Vader. No, yeah. Well, they are all black, so it could be a Darth Vader. <laughs> Darth Vader. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, get Daleks, Daleks it done, or Paridiums <laughs> on Parade. The 20 megabytes victory of the Daleks is, of course, a closely studied critique of the adoption of questionable methods in wartime. Here, the Daleks are shown to have infiltrated into the British operations of the Second World War, with Churchill having been persuaded to accept them in the dire circumstances facing the nation. This obviously analogues to the methodology that was in fact controversially adopted later in that conflict once resources and technology allowed to launch a massive bombing raid on German cities regardless of the consequences to civilians and despite the knowledge of how horrific this had been for the civilians when practiced by the Germans. <laughs> I'm not laughing at the sentiment in that sentence. I was laughing at the lack of punctuation. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you were laughing at my struggles. <laughs> Oh, let me myself up a bit. We live the things. Commas do exist, around. Alan. There are, I'm pretty sure the comma is on the keyboard somewhere. Yeah, it's, it's just not <laughs> on the, the Labour manifesto. In this... <laughs> I bet he's had an absolute... He has had a ball this fortnight. I've seen his Facebook post. 
in this morality tale, the Spitfires, which had done so much to see of that earlier German threat, uh, see, sorry, it's meant to see, be, it's meant to say see off, but it is just see of, uh, see off that earlier German threat. Uh, I used to see of the Daleks once the full truth of them is identified and faced up to. It should be noticed that while he looks over his glasses to make sure it's the right thing, it should be noted that <laughs> Spitfires in space is just too ridiculous. In fact, Kirby! It's a science fiction fantasy TV show! And the bar is set at... Uh, 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 and the bar is set really? at police box travels through time and space. So they should just... I couldn't do any better than that because the, the song is acquiesce, but they don't say acquiesce in it, which is why he did that. And uh, he's gone very, very down in my estimations because it's the one thing. I, one of the things I most enjoy about this is getting this and then editing the little clip within 30 seconds of receiving it. So, um, so Alan C. Butcher, thank you for ruining my Sunday night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only joking. The wife does that every week. We also <laughs> learned, no, I'm joking about that. It's the daughters. Uh, we also <laughs> learned that the Dalek created automaton Professor Bracewell. Automaton. That's what I said. It just obviously glitched at your end. <laughs> automaton Professor Bracewell, see, I said it right, went on to work for the Public Prosecution Service and later handed over the fifth doctor who worked undercover in the same role as Martha Jones's boss after her change of career from the medical to the legal profession. All in all, Victory of the Daleks is a fun story with lots of attractive elements and ideas. It serves well to develop and establish the new Doctor just as the power of the Daleks did for the second Doctor. It does share some similarities with that story, although contextualised very differently, and therefore doing something a bit different with the Daleks. I noticed you breathed there when I didn't see any commas at all in that sentence so <laughs> yeah it's the uh, it's, it's the will of life because yeah. <laughs> the last time i did it and i oh <laughs> you know last um, podcast we were doing uh, i was sat here with a covid test that had a very faint line on it the next day it wasn't That's so funny so, <laughs> so my lungs are still a little bit <gasps> anyway uh the, <laughs> so that's why i had to put a comma in where there wasn't one just yeah accept it this excellent guest cast brings a reality to a, fa uh, to a fairly fantastical storyline, and the TARDIS team are settling into their roles in an exceptionally empathetic pairing. The new showrunner must take credit for bugger all. Sorry, <laughs> I, sorry. I, uh, that just came out. Uh, I should read what's here. Very unprofessional. Freudian slip. It absolutely wasn't. The new showrunner take credit for both fantastic casting and a really well-judged sense of narratives that have put the series series on a very firm footing after a couple, uh, after a complete change. Yes, it is a series. Yes, the entire thing is a series, Kirby. You have series within a series. This story is perhaps about 44 minutes too short, and it, as it didn't go on to show the now topical issue of what happened next when the questionable morality of the current manifesta manifestation of a reprehensible group is uncovered. It's all right, we'll get the chance to see that next time. Labour are in power, mate. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't mean that. Yes, I do. <laughs> uh, and it presents five new versions of the same thing, which are not any good as if they are putting forward a clean start with a new paradidium. <laughs> I, I am watching the Tory leadership debate right now. Oh, see what he did there. I, mean, I didn't see that coming at all. Uh, that's that's brilliant. Politics. <laughs> Boring. It'll be politics there. <laughs> Next up, Doctor Who and uh, what the? Lacrimous. Seraphim effigies. Is and. Time or, or the river burst. bursts from the existential penitentiary. No penit. Yeah, it is that. Yeah, you got that right. Yeah, it is penitentiary. Yeah. Thanks, teacher. Yeah, all right. God, right. Jesus. Right, but a chalk coming your way, it, and you're correcting me before I've got it wrong. <laughs> I've, I've done a little poem for you as well. That's a gratitude I get. Uh, those are my thoughts. The very labour, Alan T. Butcher, <laughs> Boris. Right, I'm still going to do the poem anyway. Ben Shoveler is going to dictate with his dulcet tones. He's going to relate the thoughts of a certain councillor. A close study of Alan T. Butcher. Oh, that's very not bad. Thank you. I actually said it wrong. It's actually the the close studies of Alan T. Butcher. Uh, Right then, that's a little poem I did for Ben. Uh, Oh, thank you. Hold on a minute. I've got something for you. Oh, I thought we were going to get something derogatory. Right then, so I'm going to allow Ben a little bit of time to set up his gubbins, I suppose you, <laughs> unless I you, of course you've got your yeah. gubbins ready, because I heard it's you say something ready. about removing Debbie Melrose from the whole thing. Uh, well, the problem is she's going to have to be in the introduction or it won't make sense. And well, I didn't know she was, oh, of course she must have said earlier on on the feed that she was going to be. Oh, I didn't know she was, I thought she was going to be here, so. Uh, oh. Anyway, I'm ready when everybody else is, is everybody else ready? I'm ready. As Let's well do it. Right then, don't forget. go out and make a cup of tea while you do the theme tune. Ever ready, battery? You, you can, you can, Adam. Yes, you probably will have another. Let's check to see if anything's coming through on the live feed. Uh, oh, but, hang on, yes, there is. Ben oh, Alan T. Butcher yep. says Ben was snookered. Sorry. Well, you, yeah. Sorry. I mean, what am I meant to do? You provide me a song without the word that they actually say in the title. I mean, what am I meant to do on that? That's why I played the best bit of it. Anyway, if everybody's ready, yeah. remember the rules. No talking through the uh, introduction because it took me a long time to make and I like hearing my own words. And now, live from the Indie Rock Disco Radio Studio One, the game show nobody's talking about. This is How Aged Are They? How aged are they? How aged are they? How aged are they? That's what the game's about. How aged are they? What? How aged are they? Who? How aged are they? Get ready to find out. Hello and welcome to How Aged Are They, the Doctor Who actor who's recently had a birthday aged guessing game quiz. Still the main reason for listening to the 20 megabyte Doctor Who podcast. The rules are simple. Three rounds, three Doctor Who actors or voiceovers with recent birthdays. Contestants guess their age. Points are given for accuracy and the winner has the least points. For full T's and C's and rules, check a previous podcast. There are rules which may or may not be implemented if they're remembered. That's so no one tries to spoil the it says here 
fun. The weekly skills and bonuses are being added up by Kirby because everyone else has lost interest. But before we play this week, let's quickly meet this week's contestants. Adam, 92, likes going to market. Mary, 21, likes staying at home. Debbie, 53, likes roast beef. Robert, 69, has none. And finally, Kirby went wee, 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 all the way home because he's got a very weak bladder. And those are this week's contestants. The scores after a few months of playing sound like this. Enough faff. Let's play. How aged are they? Round one. The actor is David Mitchell. David Mitchell, he was Robot One's voice in Dinosaurs on a Spaceship. He was also star or half star of the Mitchell and Webb experience. His birthday was the 14th of July. But how aged are they? Adam Pearson. 47. Mary Blitzlang. <laughs> Robert. Can you turn down the music because I couldn't hear what Mary said. She said oh, 50. The, 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 uh, the levels have been adjusted for your ears. Yeah. He's a bit moany today, Ben. You've noticed that. That's uh, uh, all right. I didn't realise his ears and his bladder were both. <laughs> 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 that, that, that'll be next week. <laughs> anyway, Kirby. Robert, what number do you say? 52. 52. And Kirby. Did anyone say 51? No. Okay, 51. Kirby, you just said 51. Yeah. <laughs> I did? That's an answer to his previous you question. <laughs> Round two. <laughs> Round two is John Sim. John Sim played, and it says here, maybe controversially, the best master ever. <laughs> he was born on the 10th of July, but what year was he born? And how aged are they? We'll start with Mary. How aged are they, John Sim, Mary? Um, ooh, 49. 49? Yes. Robert. I say 51. Kirby. 52. And Adam. Oh, um, 46. 46. And that's the end of round two. <laughs> round three is Peter Serafinovich. That's Peter Serafinovich. He was the voice of the Fisher King in Under the Lake and Before the Flood. He was also the star of the Peter Serafinovich show. Uh, he was born also on the 10th of July. But how aged are they? Kirby. I don't have... Like, <laughs> oh, 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 hold on. That's sorry. Oh, that's oh, oh, that, no, it's, it's a bit late for that, Kirby. Whoa, 100 million points. That is, <laughs> that's that, those one. So brilliant. Really, really doesn't it. matter what you say, but go for a number anyway. <laughs> uh, 51. Okay, uh, we'll go to Adam. Uh, 61. Uh, we'll now have Mary. Uh, 42. And We're all over the place. Robert. 54. They're all numbers. They're all good guesses. And we'll come back after this short break and let you know who scored what points on the second part of How Aged Are They? See you in a minute. I'll see you shortly. Thank you very much. Bye. Okay. 
Debbie. I haven't got a theme tune for this next section of the show, which is called Adam, uh, Debbie and Isabella travel to London Film and Comic Con. Because um, I'm just going to tell you about it. Because I'm sure you really want to hear don't you, Mary? Adam, Debbie and Isabella all went to London. They went to the big smoke and they didn't smoke because they don't smoke. But they went to a convention where they met some people who've been on TV. And those people now are going to be told to you and me. Well, that's not, that's <laughs> so cool. Thanks, man. It wasn't too bad. The air conditioning does work quite well in Olympia. Bear in mind <laughs> the sun was shining I mean, through the roof. Uh, Isabella's little being featured oh, on. Oh, yeah, the... well, I haven't got. Oh, can I not just tell you about the blimmin' day instead of you jumping through to bits in the middle of it? Oh, God. <laughs> okay, right, so what happened then? So, um, got Thursday off, got Friday off, so that meant we could travel up on, on the Thursday, uh, get into the hotel. Trouble is. Um, the idea was we'd go up early, uh, park up in Sunbury, and then go into London and see a few of the sites. But Isabella wasn't up for that. Oh, so, Isabella. Yeah, so what we actually did was park up um, and then um, go to the cinema to watch um, Thor, uh, Love and Thunder, uh, which yeah. actually was like 10.30am. So we basically got in, sat down, this film started, which I do like that scenario going to the cinema. I'm not having to sit through all the trailers and the adverts. You know, you don't have to sit through the trailers. It is a personal choice, because mm. if you turn up 20 minutes into the Yes, I know, I know. And I like that. I like that scenario. So that's what we did. We sat down, popcorn, etc., etc. Deb had a little combo, because it was her birthday. And if, you, if it's your birthday with Cineworld uh, Unlimited, you get a combo. That's, you know, a bit of drink and popcorn or whatever. Um, thoroughly enjoyed that film. That's a heads up for later on. Thoroughly enjoyed uh, Thor, Love and Thunder. Brilliant film. And then we got out and it was still... We, we had to check in at three o'clock. Was it was still, still light? It was still light, yeah. No, we had to check in at three o'clock when it was only half past twelve and we thought, well, what are we going to do now? Deb said, oh, I want to watch that Elvis film. Isabella said, I don't want to watch that Elvis film. But we went in and but watched did, the did Elvis film Did she get all shook anyway. up? No, no. But anyway, we did watch the Elvis film, which went on a bit. But... Um, what? Thank you very much. Thank you. Hold on. Hold on a minute. What? <laughs> What's that? Sorry, for? people were just reacting to my gag. Oh. Um, so we had to watch it. It's quite a good film. It's so very sort of darkish and compared with other Elvis um, biographies, but quite enjoyable nevertheless. And then we got Tom to the Hanks hotel. Good. What? Tom Hanks good. He's excellent. He was good, isn't he? Um, so we got to the hotel and uh, settled in and went downstairs, had a delicious meal in their little hotel before settling down for an exciting potential day um, going to the common. Uh, so anyway, drove into Olympia. I prepaid for the parking. That's 30 million quid for prepaid mm. parking. Uh, it was a nightmare getting there. It took about an hour and 10 minutes to get 10 miles uh, before we actually got to Olympia. <laughs> uh, but the good thing about it was... Um, we the queue. We basically started, went into the queue and went into the building. So we weren't waiting outside for God knows how long in the in the heat. Uh, and we were actually let into the event bang on time at 10 a.m. Went upstairs. There's a little. There was a say little. There was a large area where all the main stars were, and we made a beeline for uh, Christopher Lloyd's table. Bear in mind, none of these guests were actually there at the start of the event. But went to his table and got a little ticket which said one two nine. And uh, went away. Uh, they said, come back two hours later. Well, I will tell you, we went back two hours later four times. Uh, um, and oh, I so you went back happened. eight hours later? Four times. No, we, we each time we went back, they said, come back in two hours. Uh, but anyway. Huh? So then it was a case of... Um, um, Did you have to go back to the future? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
No. So, the uh, first job was to You're get a picture with Tim Russ. <laughs> so, queued up, and I was actually at the front of the queue, which was very frustrating, for the Kim Russ, sorry, Tim Russ photo shoot. 20 minutes later, that we got an announcer saying oh, he wasn't supposed to be there on the Friday, so, uh, so we, um, we had to move on rather frustratedly. Uh, to the next photo shoot, which was, um, I believe, Christopher Lloyd. Now, that ran a bit late, and we hadn't seen him yet, and we were starting to get a bit worried that he wasn't going to show up either. But imagine our excitement when we went into this little room, and there was Christopher Lloyd. Uh, uh, guess what I said to Christopher Lloyd just before I had the picture with him? Great I've Scott. you. Pardon? I said, great Scott. Great Scott. That's exactly. He loved that. He went, great Scott, right back at me. Um, and then Deb and you know Isabella. What? I bet you're the first I am the first person ever to have done that. that. He was thrilled <laughs> to bits. Um, <laughs> you should have said, where's Einstein? <laughs> I bet that would have no, got a no, no, nobody ever says that to him. So I, I was the first ever. Right in front of you is supposed to be cool. Huh? I'm saying, hear somebody saying that. No, I said, I, nobody was saying anything to him. They were just going up, standing next to him, moving on. And I sort of stepped up yeah. and said, great Scott. And he just really sort of mouthed, great Scott. And we, that's what, <laughs> the smiles uh, um, in the How picture cool are, are due to me going. Yes, it is cool. Yeah. Um, had to be done. I think, I think it's half expected uh, for, for that to be done. Uh, I'm not necessarily getting this, this in the right order, I'm afraid. But we were quite keen to meet Robert. England or England, depending on how you want to pronounce it, and he was really good Freddy fun because he, he got his um he had his glove you know his, his Fre- yeah. Freddy glove which he was doing all sorts of funny poses with people, <laughs> absolutely brilliant. Your face in the yeah, I know that had to be done because he, he's he's doing his menacing look. I don't know he, he knew I was doing that face uh, for the picture uh, for Isabella's one. I think he just wrapped his hand around Isabella just to do a standard Isabella face. Uh, somewhere in the gap, <laughs> I went to see Jessica who was round hidden away around the other side of the. Uh, you know, where all the artists were and had a chat with her. You hadn't met her before? I hadn't met her face to face, but obviously I met her via the podcast. And you you were doing secret negotiations with her. That was later on in the day. Of course. Because Deb sort of met her and said, oh, she's really nice. Um, uh, Why haven't you invited her? And I said, "Uh, I'm not really allowed to invite people, am I? Anyway, so um, I went back and sort of said why I wasn't invited. I basically told about all sorts of uh, behind-the-scenes things, uh, but told her we would love to invite you because you're lovely. Uh, and then um, she came up with a, um, what do you call it, a sort of deal. Well, that's all I'm going to say on that matter. Excellent. So um, there was also a chap there who was um, absolutely fab, um, Donald uh, Fully Love, great name, who played uh, me, Goldie Wilson, in the Back to the Future films. And apparently he was allowed to, he was going me, because people were going past going me, um, to him. And he was quite <laughs> happy to do that and played along with it quite a lot. But if you wanted to do like a video or a recording of it, he, he wasn't allowed. But apparently there was some legal thing about uh. some people using that in a bad way on social media. Yeah, uh, but I, I thought it'd be really good fun to to do a video with him or do a TikTok with him. Uh, I proposed the idea to him, which he thought was fab. So now I can I can say I directed a Hollywood actor in a little <laughs> film. <laughs> yes. So that was really fab. Uh, I haven't actually got that film to hand at the moment. I might play it later on. It's, it's, it's an audio. It's really about the audio, not about the uh, the video part of that. Anyway. Um, so that was good fun. Deb and that, because um, David Harbour turned up and Isabella was melting with glee because we bought her a diamond pass, which is £200. So guaranteed autograph, Ooh. guaranteed photograph. And <clears throat> so she had a pop to sign. And, and she, that just so happened she was about six in the queue to, to meet him. 
and uh, the videographer went up to her straight after, oh, you're a big fan, aren't you? Can I do a little piece with you? So she just agreed. They did the video. And then within hours, it was Close we were the still there, and it was on their, on their page. Of course, Deb was yeah. absolutely over the moon. And, to, and then a little bit later on, uh, I'd... Hang on, the dog wants to come in. I'd um, earlier on bought each of us a photo op. So obviously, Isabella had her own one in the studio with with David Harbour and me me I had the the hopper by the van sorry by the van picture and Deb had a studio picture but Isabella said we would like to have that one by the van so we swapped so she got the picture by the van which enabled me to uh, secretly film because they weren't allowing any photos to secretly film and I said to them so if anybody come up to me and complained about me doing this secret film I said well my daughter meeting her hero gonna try (laughs) you know so I yeah. tried, got it, and uh, I was really happy. She, that was a bit she was most thrilled about because she was able to send that video immediately around all her friend group. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, uh, I've been a big fan of monkeys for a long, long time. For your Saturday morning television, and to meet Mickey Dolenz was a big yeah, thrill, even if it was for five seconds. Uh, I did tell him my favourite song was for Pete's sake. Marine Certis, uh, she she sort of turned up a bit late for her photo shoot uh, and then sat down spending 10 minutes uh, and lippy and some makeup on before starting the shoot so uh, i did say that she looked beautiful and she said thanks sweetheart i think it's the worst that (laughs) Um, uh, of course um kirby advised me to to meet eric roberts so i actually bought that photo on the back of what kirby said and yes he was absolutely superb he's a different pose very imaginative a different pose with every single person in those photos It was such good fun. Um, uh, of course, well, where are Did we? you talk Doctor Who with them? Boring people to tears there. Sorry? Did you talk Doctor Who with them? No, it's just in the line to have your picture taken. Um, mm. We have a picture taken in the one of the set-up uh, Stranger Things sets as well, which was good fun. I haven't published that pic. Uh, and, of course, I was quite thrilled to meet David Harbour because he, he actually comes across as a very nice chap. I think if I was mm. uh, earning about 80 quid per autograph and photograph, I'd be quite nice as well. But Exactly. Um, <laughs> as I said, we kept, on go- or the, we kept on going back to the Christopher Lloyd autograph queue. And as I've said in the past, I'm not a big fan of autographs, but I thought I've got this Funko Pop of the dock and the clock tower, which is inaccurate because the clock tower in the, in the set has got all the wording on it, which wasn't there when he was in the 1950s the wording was put on later on um, but anyway it's there and so we had it car- we were carrying around it all day and as I say they kept on sending us away uh, and it got to about quarter past five when the, the rescheduled Tim Russ shoot was about to start so I sent the girls to queue and they were only allowing tickets 120 to 130 to go and actually meet uh, Christopher and get this thing signed and he wasn't allowed to speak to anyone Anyway, so he gets the, the pop, he signs his name in this very cryptic writing. So no wonder he doesn't do any dedications, because obviously he's writing it really beautifully. And um, Deb said, oh, thank you so much. And he looked up, oh, thank you. Uh, so he did. she did get that interact, interaction with him. I, I didn't, because I was in with Tim Russ again. Quite a yeah. nice chap. Uh, um, yeah, I was obviously planned to do the, the, uh, the impression of Spock, like Sheldon would have done in that, that particular picture. <laughs> um, yeah. So, of course, we did a video, a little video with Jessica for the TikTok and, and the, 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 uh, the Donald video was also really good fun. So uh, apart from that, there's some fab things on sale. I think Isabella spent a fortune of her own money, which because she works with me at M&S now um, on various uh, Stranger Things gubs. Deb very kindly bought me a 
a Stranger Things figure of Eddie, which was £65, an exclusive Funko Pop. I can't believe she spent £65 on me on a Funko Pop. I did say I wanted one. Oh, I, was, I was quite surprised well, and rather delighted. Oh, good grief. It's, it's exclusive. Uh, Two weeks Eddie ago, Funko. I wouldn't have been able to tell you who Eddie was. Not yet, you I won't. know now. Oh, you know now. You got yeah. up to series months four. Time, I won't be able to tell you who Eddie is. I think you're talking about the bloke at <laughs> the Rocky Horror Picture Show. We got up to series four, then have you then, uh, Kirby? So yeah, so we uh, difference between that and Wales Comic Con, they, they they were quite better organised with the photo ops. There were some areas where this there was a bit of disorganisation, but the photo ops really went through really quick, which allowed us time to sit down, have something to eat, just walk around, have a look at all the stalls, everything. There's bits we missed. They closed the Star Trek photo set really quick so i missed that one um and some of the green screen things were closed a bit too early um i think they should perhaps have open all day because it's really difficult getting around everywhere because it is a very large event but you know having gone to it with trepidation and worrying about whether people wouldn't be there or whatever we actually came away actually having the the time of our lives especially seeing isabella so happy to to finally meet somebody from stranger things who was a big star she hadn't met um Alec Utgoff a few years ago, and uh, Sean Nastin a couple of years ago as well. So, but to meet David Harbour, which is obviously he's been all in all of the series, um, is is a really big thing for her. Uh, she would obviously have liked to have met um, Joseph Quinn, but he wasn't there that day. And of course, I met Ken Deep. I knew he was going because I've just he, I, he was I said he was in London. I just said to him, "Oh, he's not happened to go to London Film and Comic Con." Oh, yes, I am actually. So, um, during one of the dips, uh, we sort of eventually gravitated towards each other and uh, had a bit of a chat and uh, I did record something which you can hear now or not hang on this is Facebook so let's, <laughs> let's try that again come on right here we go evidence. just bumped into this chap who's uh, appearing on stage live is it Ken D? not really are you? no I'm no, on no. stage I'm well, on stage coach home <laughs> what are you doing here anyway I'm all way out yeah, uh, well, it's the first time since the pandemic that I'm able to travel back over to the UK. And yeah. so, start with LFCC, Utopia next weekend. You're um, getting about with them. Yeah, and I'm doing the Blake 7 one on Sunday, too. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm getting my nerd on. Have you met anybody yet? No, not yet. No, I mean, people that I didn't know. I saw Sylvester and Chad oh, and yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Sounds fine. So that was Ken Deep, uh, um, podcasting royalty. Nice to meet him. Um, he did say that uh, I think Lewis uh, Trapani is still doing bits and bobs here and there. But yeah, without him and a few other people, we wouldn't have a podcast. Right. So, cool. Um, yeah, so of course, then we, we sort of drove home. M3 was an absolute nightmare. Drove past the, entr- the, the exit to Farnborough and sort of, sort of did a wave to Ben. So went past. I saw you. Did you? I thought you might have. Yeah. I, I was just, I was standing on the motorway bridge um, in between junctions 4A and 4. As one does, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, as you'd have been going past it at 4 to 4A. And, uh, yeah, I, I saw your little car drive past. Thank you, you very much. I'm, I'm just, I didn't see you, but never mind. Uh, but, yes, we loved it so much, we, we booked tickets for the winter event in November, which was for the whole weekend, and we put the photo. And who will you see then? And stuff. What? Who are the guests going to be? They haven't announced anybody apart from the people that couldn't attend. Well, the, you know that Clark bloke that was in um, the Marvel films. Clark, um, well, he played Coulson in the, in the Marvel films. <clears throat> He's going to be there. 
and, and a couple of the one the most frustrating thing was Jerry Ryan was not supposed to be there on the Friday she wasn't um, put in any of the literature to be there on the Friday and she was there and people uh, right at the oh, did you see Jerry Ryan sat at her table no I would have liked to have done so that was really frustrating the fact that she was actually there and, and didn't get a chance to meet her so yes that was great now I can move back to Ben Shavalo with the scores oh look before I do that did you hear that Yes. <laughs> yes. So that now works. That's so weird. Oh, cool. Anyway, uh, where were we? Oh, yeah, we were here. <laughs> Welcome back to How Aged Are They? Thank you very much. <laughs> Sorry about the long delay there. Adam wouldn't shut up. That's <laughs> something he did. Anyway, uh, round two, uh, no round seven, uh, 57 12. Let's have a look at the scores. Uh, let's have a look at round one. Round one's actor was David Mitchell. David Mitchell was born on the 14th of July, 1974. Robert said he was 52, so he gets four points. Kirby said he was 51, so he gets three points. Mary said he was 50, so gets two points. And Adam said he was 47, so just gets one point. Oh, that's not bad. I'll go with that. Not bad at all. It doesn't matter how many points I get. Kirby, oh, here we go. Kirby, your, your fine will be doubled if you say anything else. Round two <laughs> was John Sim. He was born on the 10th of July. 1970, making him 52 years old. Who have we got here? Well, Adam said he was 46, so Adam gets six points. Mary said he was 49, so Mary gets three points. Robert, yes, he did, said it, uh, he was 51, so gets one point. But Kirby said he was 50 years old, which means it's an exact answer. We should have those points taken away for being grumpy today. I've got a good feeling for you this week, Kirby. <laughs> On to round three. Peter Serafinovich was the actor. He played the voice of the Fisher King in Under the Lake and Before the Flood. He was born on the 10th of July, 1972, which makes him 50 years old. Adam said he was 61. That's 11 points, Adam. Uh, got Mary said he was 42. That's eight points, Mary. Uh, Robert said he was 54. That's four points, Robert. And Kirby said he was 51. So that's 100 million and one <laughs> points for Kirby. <laughs> Which means this week, in fourth place with 100 million and four points is Kirby. In third place with 18 points is Adam. It's down to the big two. Is it Mary? Is it Robert? Second place. With plus 13 points is Mary, which means this week's winner with nine points is Robert Wells. Wow. Listen to the audience go mad for you. So listen. I've my first one. It's your first ever win. It's been marked down. That means you get the bonus yes. of yes, bonuses for winning. Uh, that's your lot for this week's How Aged Are They? Thanks for listening, watching, and don't forget to tune into the Indie Rock Disco, www.theindierockdisco.com for the best indie and rock music ever made, 24 hours a day, advert and commercial free. We'll see you next week for another edition of How Aged Are They? Till then, ta-ta and that. <laughs> oh.
All right, thank you, Ben. Right then. Um, <laughs> hold on. Oh, yeah, Bob Kirby, you go first, but then I've got an announcement. Could, could you please post a that link someplace? Which link's that? Or the uh, music thing that you just said too fast. <laughs> the music thing I sent to what? The yeah. disco, indie disco. The disco, indie. whatever it is. Oh, the radio station. Now, no, no yes. one listens anyway, Kirby, don't worry. Well, <laughs> I had a link. Uh, what well, the link is on the podcast. You've got a link for that. If, if you go to uh, my personal Facebook page, then okay. it's it's, it's on there. You'll see that. But hey, look, um, I've got an announcement to make, and this is rather exciting. Ooh. You're pregnant. No. <laughs> I have got a new job. Is it media related? Well, it, it it's kind of it's kind of, like a lot more closer to like where I want to be than where I was, which was doing painting and decorating with my best friend, um, and we've been doing that for like five years. Uh, but um, yeah, like a couple of weeks ago, I saw a little advert saying um, the company wanted an audiovisualer in uh, audiovisualer. I've even got the job wrong, an audiovisual <laughs> installer engineer. And uh, after having COVID and the other bloke having COVID as well, who was given the job out, um, I went for an interview on Friday and uh, well, I was driving home and after I'd driven around three corners, I got a phone call to tell me I'd got the job. So, <laughs> wow. Excellent. You know, I don't know what the opposite of every cloud has a silver lining is, but oh. this, this really is it, right? Because as I mentioned at the moment, I work with my mate and he's my best mate. And uh, he's been my best mate for years, and it's his company. And last week we started what was going to be a six-week job, um, which now I've got to walk mm. off in four weeks' time. Oh dear! Two yeah. of those, two of those weeks, I'm on holiday. Mm. One of those weeks, he's on holiday, which means actually. Gosh. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, so I'm going to really be dumping my best mate right in the sh- mm, Yeah. So wish me luck, because he's literally just texted me and said, give me a call. But he can't have heard, because the only people yeah. who know are my wife and my family. And all so. the listeners to this show. Well, yes, that's yeah. it. But the problem, by, this time, by the time it gets out, he'll know. So What um, about the live you know. feed? He oh sh. He, <laughs> he, 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 he doesn't know how to work YouTube. Uh, he doesn't care for Doctor Who anyway. YouTube. So you've got less chance of him listening to this than he is does <laughs> to my radio oh, station, dear. mate. But anyway, yeah. So well done, me. Congratulations. Yeah, right, but, well done uh, indeed. Yeah, so. so I'm going to be. Yeah, I think it's worth it. I think it's worthwhile. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I accept that. <laughs> I think that's just about where it should have been. Mm. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, yeah, you're, you're going to end up working on Sundays and you won't be able to record with us. No, no, it's only Monday to Friday. So I'm going to be... <laughs> oh, that was, your, that was very hopeful of you there, Kirby, wasn't it? <laughs> I'm going to be driving around the country installing massive TV screens into events and um, probably might, we might like need one of them a fantasy con, you never know. Exactly. Um, but obviously yeah, I haven't got any money to pay for it. So that know, I'll, I'll do you no <clears throat> discount whatsoever. Lillian Robbins says, I like your Star Trek uniform in the pictures. I have two original series uniforms, red and blue. And then she says, explain the grandfather clock picture. 
well, if you watch Stranger Things, yeah, Stranger the Things series four, four. It, the spookiest element almost of the whole of series four. So that will explain that one. You have to watch it. Um, I forgot what I was going to say now. There isn't really any Doctor Who news unless Ben has some. Um, I uh, Yes, I saw that. Um, could someone say the name of the new Doctor for me? Because I, I, I don't even know Shutigatwa. who it is. Shutigatwa. Right. Yes. Him. Yeah. Uh, as apparently okayed the Doctor having wellies, uh, as in yeah. Wellington boots, in uh, in the Doctor's Both outfit. Both Doctor did too, in the yes. South Crow. That's very true. Um, I'm hoping as well, though, that uh, if that is the case and the Doctor has Wellingtons, that they are red and they also give him a lovely big blue duffel coat. (laughs) (laughs) I reckon reckon that Shooty could rock the the red boots and the the, uh, duffel coat, actually. I think it's probably one of the rare people that actually would look quite good in it. I'm quite hoping that um, they, they have him without any hair because that would be finally a Doctor that hasn't got any hair. That would be a first... I'm hoping that he'll be ginger. I could I could cosplay the Doctor. Obviously, I'd have to slim down, a, or maybe get a T-shirt that makes me look slim. I don't Do know. You know I, I, I'm, I'm not sure that would be the biggest issue to try and make you look like Vertical the new Doctor, stripes. Adam. Yeah. Vertical stripes, uh, Adam. Vertical stripes. They will look, make you look um, slimmer. Okay, if you say so. No, 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 mate. It, not eating food makes you look slimmer. <laughs> <laughs> not not having burgers every day at work. That, that makes uh, you slimmer. Anyway, so that, yeah, that's um, all still exciting as we gradually creep closer and closer to the anniversary special. Um, but at the moment, we're enjoying a bit of a summer for a change here in Great Britain. Right then, so uh, the next bit of the show is what we watched this week, which is uh, Mary's favourite bit. I even suggested yeah. to Isabella we did this at the beginning of the show in future so we could get her involved. She's a particular fan of TV and film. Uh, she's doing an A-level on film. Uh, but there you go. Right then, so what Ooh, I watched... Adam. Adam, week. Yes. Can I ask you a question? What? What did you watch in the last fortnight? Oh God. Well, I tell you, I've already alluded to watching um, Thor: Love and Thunder and Elvis. Very good. Both of them, very good. What I've also watched? I can't remember if we finished um, Obi Wan Kenobi the last time we spoke. But if we hadn't, I have. It's very good. Spoilers, um, ha- no. I still haven't seen the last episode. Okay, yes, um, stuff excellent. happens. Um, also, continue watching Orville on uh, Disney Disney Plus. Uh, it, it's there's still a lot of comedy and, and appropriately placed comedy in Orville, but it is very much a, a serious science fiction TV program based on Star there. Trek Next Generation, and, and it, it is absolutely superb and they've never been able to dip and talk about Doctor Who and its dipping storylines here and there Mm. Uh, I'm thinking also that Orville is based on a Star Trek style universe you know they've managed to regularly churn out excellent stories all the way through that and uh, so it can be done with the right writers Uh, also uh, I've sort of carried on watching a little bit of Strange New Worlds. Uh, still enjoying that one. Haven't got very far with it because there was lots on TV. The, how, the, how far have you gotten? Uh, episode three. Um, there's also we've got the, the women's uh, European Championship, which I've, I've been. Oh, enjoying. you suffered, Doctor Who fan. I mean, You spoke episode. over each other beautifully there, so I didn't understand a word you both Robert. said. Robert. What? What? You say whatever you were saying. I was just going to say, um, you call yourself a Star Trek fan. 
Yeah, yeah. But I'm also a football fan and absolutely loving the European Championships. And, and I have to say how brilliant the England football team is. But a little bit too brilliant, actually, at the moment because they're just trouncing everyone. But uh, I've well, really wait, enjoyed wait, wait. watching the, the women's football. Um, Kevin's just fallen asleep. I don't care. What, what I, yes, I have. What I was going <laughs> to say was uh, wait until you get to episode five. It's brilliant. Okay. Uh, also, I've been watching uh, the Open as much as I can. I haven't been to watch much of it live, uh, so I've been watching, picking up the highlights on BBC Two. It's been brilliant. Yes. What gets me about the uh, the St Andrews Golf Course is how big the fairways are and how massive the greens are. But for some reason, it it creates absolutely superb golf, and I've thoroughly enjoyed it. It's probably all the tournaments okay. I've watched Boring. over the last few months. But the the um, the Open has been really really good this year, and and uh, some Australian bloke with a mullet won it. Um, Oh, is that a spoiler? Okay. Well, it's Jason Donovan from the... <laughs> yes, Jason Donovan won it. Yeah. Jason Donovan from the 80s. <laughs> the but that finished before we started recording, so hopefully people already know that. Um, so that's... What else have we been watching? Stranger Things, obviously, we finished watching that. Um, the... the the sort of last two mega episodes came out um, at the beginning of the huge, month. They were huge, weren't they? They were mega episodes, but mega superb. Um, and uh, um, Umbrella Academy, it, it just, for me, it, it never dips again. It's one of those Did series you finish that keeps on getting better and better. What? Did you finish it off? What? Uh, Umbrella Academy. No, I thought, uh, episode nine oh. we, we just oh, okay. watched. It's, we don't want to sort of just it's a bit weird everything. this season, wasn't it? It's weird, but brilliant. But last series was weird. The first series was weird. It's just an ensemble of, uh, uh, an ensemble cast that worked so well. They're very uh, funny. Oh, do you? Remember mm-hmm. the first episode, the dance-off? I, I watched a bit of the first That's episode. Hilarious. The other day. It was hilarious. Oh, you mean of this series? Everything yeah, was brilliant. Do you remember? Everything is brilliant. Um, and But if you look at the, the the film and everything for series one, completely different style. It's, it's much brighter. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but still superb. Um, well, oh, yeah, Floor is Lava. Uh, went through the whole of Floor is Lava. And That's what got me... five episodes, though. I know, it's a shame, isn't it? But the There's thing about it... There's got to be more coming. I alluded to last time that, that to, the main qualification to get on Floor is Lava is to be a twat. But what got me? Really? I haven't watched it. Yet. It's so entertaining, but what, and also mm. the flies everywhere, which because I've had to film outside in some hot place. Um, but episode five was the one with the almost like the celebrities they had in it. So they had some too hot to handle guys on it from series one of Too Hot to Handle, who on the series of Too Hot to Handle came across as being twats. On Flora's Lava, they just seemed like normal blokes. So <laughs> just to show how much of a twat you have to be to get on the program. So. Um, Yes, I was going to be derogatory then, but I'm not going to go down that road. But yeah, I, f- I thoroughly enjoyed it. You just that called series. everyone it's... who's appeared on a TV programme <laughs> twice, and you're saying you're not going to be derogatory. <laughs> That's like Kirby saying he's not going to be pedantry. And then I, I, I alluded to derogatoriness, but not going to say it. Um, what else have we watched? Uh, oh, bits I've what dabbled here and there with uh, Love Island when Deb's been watching. I haven't oh, been in the oh same time, oh, but I'm really proud seriously? of myself. Really proud of myself oh, for not watching it terrible. religiously like I have done in previous years. Just dabbled here and there. Um, and, of course, that's, there's... That's like uh, Amy going in the first episode going, I dabble. Um, it's <laughs> it's more like Axel and, Rose going, I used to do a little, but a little wasn't doing, so a little got more and more. And then he's like getting right into the series. The series like the Rolling Stones programme. I want to watch that. It's on the iPlayer at the moment. It's the Brownstone. Uh, what? Very good. Very good, sir. Uh, so, yeah, I've probably missed a few bits and bobs. So obviously, those are the things I remember watching. Because you're too busy watching the watch these things. What? <laughs> I don't have time to watch all this stuff. 
Well, that's yeah. why it's mostly streamed. You can watch it whenever you like. Um, but have, uh, so I'm, gonna, I'm interested to find out how Kirby's getting on with Stranger Things. But first of all, Mr. Benjamin Shuffle. Uh, right. Well, uh, my usual amount of sports. Uh, Formula One. That was very good last weekend. A uh, bit of the Euros, although it's not really that. It's not not proper football. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, oh, hold on a minute. Who was it? It was uh, Lord Alan Sugar made a comment about how there was uh, lots of women on men's football, but not so many men on women's football. He got absolutely slaughtered for it. And you know what? The really annoying thing is, he was right. Um, I've been watching some old Top of the Pops. Well, but he manages a men. That's that's wrong. Oh, oh no, the cricket. Hold on. Oh, sorry, God. Lots of England cricket. There was the uh, test match. Since, uh, the test match, I think, since uh, we haven't been on. There's been lots of one days. And best thing of all was the T20 finals day for 2022 yesterday, uh, which was won by my county, Hampshire, uh, in the, the most farcical scenes you've ever seen at the end of the match. But it was absolutely fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Um, we've been watching uh, a program called Beastmaster UK, which is on Netflix, which is um, a program where you get loads of people from around the world doing like an assault course type thing but it's all like to do with strength and upper body and lifting yourself over things and holding yourself up and yeah it's um it's it's something to put on in the background when there's nothing else to watch uh we'll be watching a fair bit of the news because uh just in uh, politics in this country uh, boris johnson well, yeah, well, it is, yeah. Boris has been basically ousted. And it is only right. And I'm I'm annoyed with Boris. I'm not a Conservative and I'm not a Labour fan. I, I you know, I, I have a view on politics and that is that I'm annoyed with Boris because he could have been a really good Prime Minister because he had such a, a must-do, can-do attitude. Unfortunately, that came to a point where his must-do, can-do attitude came to a... Yeah, I think he felt he was a little bit above everything. Well, well no, it, it, was, it, was, it was, yeah, possibly, but it was the case that he did anything to get it done, and you can't do that. No. And he lied, and he lied, and he lied, and he lied. And it was always the case that his lying was going to catch up with him. He lied when he was... Um, he was lied when he was lying, didn't he? <laughs> he, he, he? Yeah, he basically didn't know when he was lying anymore, and he just got himself up in so many little tangles of lies, and uh, no, yeah, unfortunately for him, he had to go, whether it was good for the country or not. Well, we'll find out who the new PM is and if how. Yeah, but it uh, took a really big hint for him to quit, though, didn't it? It, it basically took the whole of the rest of the cabinet <laughs> walking on out, hang on, didn't he? And he, being he had, had a bit of stamina in the hanging on uh, side of things. Oh, but yeah. I mean, he was he was never going to be able to hang on. It was always no. uh, bad news for for him. I say, not a Conservative fan, not a Labour fan. Uh, I, I liked Boris because I thought he had charisma yes, and not he, a lot of politicians do unfortunately he had too much charisma yeah. and he just you know couldn't stop lying yeah. uh, and finally I've been watching a very interesting Facebook thread before you go too far um, who do you think will likely replace him? Rishi um, you know, I, I, yeah, it'll more than likely be Rishi Shunak unless the uh, I mean I can't even tell but you it won't take point. long for them to, to dig a few um find a few moths in his handbag uh, uh, purse or whatever you want to call yeah, it I mean you might, you might well get a um, there's a, there's a, a one of, one of the, a couple of the ladies one called Penny something or other she's seems to be getting a lot of support from um, the backbenchers so yes. you could get a complete outsider um, that would be weird because you know is that really the right thing to do? Promote someone with absolutely no experience to prime minister? Not sure. Anyway, um, and yes, I've been watching. So a... Is it his party that decides? Do yes, the, the party decides. Yes. Yes. 
Yeah. It's the... Uh, Whoever's leader of that party becomes the, the mm. Prime Minister if that party are in power. And that gets chosen by... Before as well. Yeah, by the party members. Basically, by the... Yes, by the party members. Not necessarily the, the MPs. It's, it's by no, the, I think it is all the MPs, the, Is it? I thought it was a party yes, member. The, the, no, the whole. The if you're a member of the Conservative Party, you get to vote it's on the, who the leader's going to be. It's the backbenchers uh, um, okay. committee called the 1922 Committee, who I think are the ones that run... I'm way out of my depth. Anyway, um, <laughs> and does the Queen have to agree to that? No, or the Queen just um, will just um, have to anoint them as they have yeah. to go and visit the Queen and say, um, um, "I'm I want to create a government in your name," and the Queen of has to say, "Yes, what's the period there?" Okay. <laughs> but uh, but uh, the, the main thing is, at least she never had to say, "Okay, thank you, Mr. Corbyn." Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and finally, for the third time, I've been watching a very interesting Facebook thread, uh, which has been talking about how there's an issue whether you call Doctor Who series or seasons. <laughs> and uh, it came to a bit of a head uh, over the last race? 12 hours. And, you know, I've just got to say to everybody who still insists that Doctor Who has ever been made in seasons, you are wrong. It has always been made in series. If you look on the BBC uh, Doctor Who official website, yeah, it was always listed well. in series. It's not li uh, seasons is an Americanism. It was never yeah. in media at all in this country in the 80s and 90s. It may have been mentioned uh, once can I, or twice. Can I correct you there, Ben? It may, may have because, been mentioned once or twice. But yeah, uh, not... JNT, when promoting a new series, he would say season on well, occasion. Probably because oh, he's been God. Uh, well, it, I'd also suggest that might be depending on where he was. If he was doing it around England, that Jesus. you know, I'd be surprised. That may well yeah, be he, the case. He was, he was saying it in, in the UK, Chet oh, shows. Oh, you know, if, 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 if he was thinking it was for a worldwide audience, then obviously America has always, I mean, you know, when I was younger, Dallas was always in seasons. Right. Can I just in say, right? Dynasty just, was if I go and find on iTunes, sorry, Ben, if I go and find on iTunes the what episode we just watched, which was Victory of the Daleks, it comes under Series 5. So, right. Series. Yeah. But, but the thing is, that's also incorrect because it's not Series 5. It's Series 20 at uh, yeah, 31. So that's yeah. another possibility to be the, true. The standard way of distinguishing is what I Which use. Era, yeah. But that's American. No. Series in season no, is an American thing. It's not a no, British that was thing. established by the BBC when the new ser series came out. But we never had, we never sat there on a Monday night or a Saturday night as they said, and here's the new season of Doctor Who. They never said that, the continuity announces. It was always, here's the new series or the new series of Doctor Who continues. Never new mm. season. Season mm. is what Friends had. Season <laughs> yeah. is what Dynasty did. <laughs> Season is what Dallas had. All right, let's put bride, because, uh, drive yeah, a bus yeah, over that one. It's also to do with the length of the of the um, uh, of the program, I think, because a lot of the things, a lot of the soap operas, a lot of your your um, uh, what was that one the, with Sheldon in it and that uh, Big Bang Theory, Big uh, Bang. Um, yeah, they were all seasons because yeah, they went they on generally for twenty six weeks, yeah. which was two seasons. In England, we don't have, we've never had shows that go on. Yeah, yeah, apart from uh, apart from Holby City and maybe Casualty, but that's something that's happened more recently. We never had things that were called seasons. They were always series. Yeah. It was a TV series. Yeah. It wasn't a, t a no. season yes. of a series. Oh, yeah. Never been if, at if something like the Radio Times refers to it as yeah. a season. Will you accept that? 
When does it do oh, that? Oh no, I don't want to go and keep this conversation going. <laughs> well, I just, I, just did a, I did a random search for Doctor Who, and I picked a, a year, 1985, brought up a um, Radio Times thing on the two doctors that says season 22. That's probably an American cover. You sound like, uh, <laughs> no. I'll tell you what. My They're dog is currently doing, doing exactly the most appropriate noise, I can tell you. She's snoring the loudest she's ever done. She's actually given me a run for my money. And she, well, apparently, I've got a very loud <laughs> snore, according to Dave. Anyway, that's all I've been watching. Hooray! And I, and it's I the end of it. the season series thing? Only because... if you agree with me. No, no, no. Oh, God. Right. Before no, we move on, Robert, I'll let you speak in a minute, Robert, but stuff coming through on the live feed that's quite appropriate. Uh, Lily Roman says, well, I haven't seen Stranger Things. Sorry. Well, get on and watch it. And Terry Miles oh, yeah. says, help somebody stop them. There we go. <laughs> so thank you, Terry. Wow. It's a very important <laughs> point. It needs yeah. to be absolutely correct. And we need Scrap. to. Because you know, I, I am correct. Well, it's nice to know that you're correct, that you're incorrect, Kirby. We, we, it's it's um, it's, it's oh one of those God. things... And you've even worked the you. dog up now. God's sake. <laughs> anyway, enough of that. Uh, How scary is your... I've seen a picture of your dog. It really doesn't deserve that as a theme tune. <laughs> yeah, she's she's not got any bottom jaws, so her tongue hangs out all the time. Um, all right then, so where do we? So, so maybe uh, we need we're to, trying to do something from, about um, Oh yes, it was supposed to be Kirby. What Kirby watched this week, wasn't it? Or have you, are you still carrying on with your your? Oh no, we, we, we've come to an agreement. Kirby knows I'm right, really. Okay, well we'll, we'll settle for no, that and move. Right. Shut up, Kirby. Right then, what have you watched <laughs> this week? Uh, where did I leave off with uh, Stranger Things when we last spoke? I don't know. Series, series, series two. two. You were on series <laughs> two. <laughs> No, I don't think I had made it even to series two by then. No, I think you are season. number one. And here you were in. You t- I don't remember you saying anything more than halfway <laughs> through the second instalment of Stranger Things. Anyway, la- last night I finished season three, episode five. So, what? Well, don't I get? Don't get what you're saying there. Hmm? I don't know what you said. What you said, said this, the episode, <laughs> the third instalment of Stranger Things, episode five. That's basically the what third is. season. That's August. <laughs> I mean autumn. Uh, <laughs> autumn. That would have been so <laughs> much better. Yeah. Depending on what part of the year. Is that it then, so, Kobe? Well, so, that's not a lot. Huh? Is that what you've been watching this week then? Yeah, I've been watching a lot of Stranger Things, wow. but that's not all I've been watching. Oh. I mean, no, normally I say what I haven't watched anything, or I watched this one little watched thing. Up to who? Yeah, I watched Doctor Who. Oh, Young I, Sheldon. I, Sorry, I forgot to mention. I finished. We finished watching series five of Young Sheldon. Yeah, I, I didn't have a chance to watch Young Sheldon uh, this week because I had technical difficulties uh, communicating with uh, the geek daughter. Uh, okay. So uh, I watched uh, the last episode of uh, Strange New Worlds, which was great. Yeah, a whole new world. And so, so <laughs> after I watched the last episode of uh, Strange New Worlds, I went back and watched uh, the original series yeah. episode, Erin um, of Mercy. Oh. It's, no, it's not Erin of Mercy. No, episode Erin um, of Mercy. Yeah. No, I think it was Erin of Mercy. Okay, okay. Somebody fine. on YouTube has done a side-by-side comparison. Oh, yeah, right. I know. I've, I've, I've seen that. It was yeah. fantastic. That, no, no spoilers. Uh, uh, and well, don't say it then. Because I haven't seen them. 
I can't well, pop these up I, my ears. I, I, I watched the last episode, and then I watched, God. I watched that original series episode. There was a reason I did that, yeah. and you will find yeah. out. Well, shut up then. We'll find out. Evidence when you see it. Sake. And uh, something else I watched. I uh, was watching some YouTube video the other day, which was talking about some of the greatest uh, rock concerts ever, uh, which none I've seen some of them. Of course, would suck. Was it a granite one or a limestone one, all of them? Uh, <laughs> and I was thinking about the best. No, no, uh, that's the Rolling Stones. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was I was thinking about the best rock concert I ever attended live. Yeah. Muse, Muse at the Isle of Wight Festival. Have, <laughs> Go on, what only, is it? The only rock concert I have ever attended live. So I ordered the DVD of it and watched that. Uh, it's Steel Wheels. Oh, that's interesting, because I was just about to say that the two greatest rock performances I've seen are the Rolling Stones uh, in the Urban Jungle Tour uh, at Wembley Stadium in 1989 and Muse at the Isle of Wight Festival um, a few weeks ago. Yeah, well, well the, I think you've had the Foo Fighters at Glastonbury. Oh, I did, actually, I did enjoy the Foo Best Fighters. Best gig ever. Best gig Master, ever. They were, they were at the Isle of Wight Festival about eight years ago, and they were fabulous. Yeah, they too. were very good there. Master, the Urban Jungle Tour was called that on the European leg it's the same concert yeah okay yes yeah steel wheels is it's the music for yes. steel wheels album and right. yeah i i saw it in wisconsin uh and it was fantastic just absolutely it took us three hours to get out of the parking lot <laughs> got yeah, home at five goodness. in the morning uh and that's not all i was watching uh watched the first two episodes of obi-wan kenobi uh this time Only with, the first two. Well, yeah. When we when I couldn't watch uh, Young Sheldon with Geek Daughter, we had to uh, switch to, to something plans. that something that we could watch together. So we went over Disney Plus, and uh, that's all we had time for the other night. Aww. So so the first two part. And I, unfortunately, I'm not allowed to watch further until, oh, dear. until the <laughs> next time that we can get our things together mm. to do that. And started watching yesterday uh, this thing called Doctor Who. Uh, this some some bloke named Tom Baker in his first appearance. Oh Doctor yeah, because you got the Blu-ray. Because set, I got yeah. the Blu-ray and started watching Robot. And it, cool. Must be a knockoff. It, 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 it looks it looks great, even though obviously it wasn't done in high definition. It's much better in my DVD. Yeah, yeah, it is good, isn't it? And and the the extras are just marvelous. Oh yeah, it's so, hard going that the one that's got no sound. You see, you see that one, the read through. Oh yeah, yeah, that that was weird. That was it's because they lost the lost the sound for it. So, <laughs> well, at least so, you can the, watch. So that. they they pulled in the sound from from the actual episode. Yes, <laughs> when they come to the relevant parts. Yeah. Is that it then, Kirby? Yes. Right. Um. No, talking about. Briefly, you were talking about the best concerts and stuff. The best concert, it's not a rock concert, but the best concert I ever went to. What's that noise? That sounds like it's white noise. It's my fan. Yes, and then you went very loud. <laughs> uh, the best concert I ever went to, and one we watched the most from that tour, we've got it on, on Blu-ray somewhere, is Take That at um, Sunderland when Robbie rejoined the band. And that was Pet Shop Boys were the like the, the lead-in 
um, oh. support, support. Act, and then take that with Robbie doing his own set, and then take that set and all the music. Oh God, it was the best concert I've ever been to. Entertainment, music, sing along. Oh, that was the, absolutely that was brilliant. The progress tour. Yeah, oh, I love that. That we got the Blu-ray. That like I said, it's yeah, that's just a, amazing. That's a really good gig, actually. Yeah, yeah it was oh. a really good gig. But so that's not as good as I'd the like Foo Fighters, though. Oh no, the Foo Fighters, great. <laughs> but that for my, for me, that's the one I'd like to be able to go to again, oh. if, if possible. And, and also, and also, the first reunion gig of Carter the Unstoppable Sex Machine at uh, Brixton Academy in 2007 was an absolute mosh fest. Wow! Yeah. Just after 10 years, uh, they'd got back together, and mm. oh, everyone was 10 years older, and it was just the most manic gig. I couldn't hear for about three days afterwards. It was incredible. <laughs> Right then, who's next? Yeah, yeah, I, I, oh. I I just remembered another concert, fantastic concert. Oh no! But it, it I didn't Julie pay Andrews. for it. Didn't pay for it. It was complete. What? Julie Andrews, he said. Billy Piper, Billy Piper in concert. No? It's, it's, it's something completely unexpected. Uh, back around 1988, uh, my wife and I uh, got went downtown Chicago to a free Grant Park. Uh, it was the Grand Park Blues Festival. Uh, so we went down hoping to see something. Uh, we got up along the fence line, along almost as close to the uh, stage as you get at the uh, Isle of Wight Festival, by the way. And uh, we saw Chuck Berry wow. oh, for yeah. free. And then while he was doing fantastic, Keith Richards came out on wow. stage. Oh wow! Amazing. <laughs> it was wow. Yeah. yeah, that's that's quite that's quite good. Yeah, I remember seeing Kanye West coming on as a special guest for Jay Z at the Isle of Wight Festival. Wow. I, I woke up about five seconds later. Yeah, sorry. Um, where did we get up to? Hold on. Well, we're talking about great people coming on stage. You can't forget um, Dave Grohl at uh, Glastonbury with Paul McCartney a couple of weeks Ooh, ago. That, that was fantastic. I didn't see that actually. To be fair, that would have been quite good. I like Dave Grohl because he's a bloody amazing man. Uh, right then. So, um, but Robert, have we had you yet? No. Is he still there? She didn't say. Robert. Wake up, Robert. Have we had yeah, Robert? I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm awake. Yeah. No, but what? have you done your bit? I've, I've lost the plot. Where no, I haven't. <laughs> let's let's go for it then, shall we, Robert? And hope for I the say best. Great concerts that I've enjoyed. Not great uh, concerts. What we've been watching, for goodness sake. Go on. Then. Secure. I love them. They've got uh, a new album coming out in a couple of months. Oh, excellent! I'm glad to yeah. hear that. Yeah. Um. Get Bob Geldof. Uh, great song. Of indifference. Billy Joel. I like seeing him as well. Billy Piper. <laughs> <laughs> oh god you'd have to pay me to see i'd quite happily go and watch billy piper in concert <laughs> why because uh, we want to <laughs> oh, no. I, i'm gonna go to sleep with that bloody song in my head now <laughs> why do you why do you why do you always want to play so your song so loud I just want to apologise. Like I'd like to apologise <laughs> to Mary, who's who must be falling asleep with um, sort of what sort of um, frustration in, in, in knowing that she does want to say something at some point this evening. Carry on. Uh, we finished uh, the Umbrella Academy. Oh, the, that's good, isn't it? Oh, don't tell me what happened at the end, though. Uh, they all die. Oh, right, they so, are. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. All died in the episode I just watched. <laughs> Well, Klaus is always Oh, dying, shut up. He? Shh, shh. They regenerated to John Barryman. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that could be quite true, actually. 
Um, what else? Uh, I can't think. Just yeah, just the usual kind of stuff that's been on. Um, really, I can't really think of anything exciting. Uh, that's the only thing I remember that. And before that was Stranger Things and Obi Wan. I've been watching the um, uh, the Disney Gallery things uh, about oh, yeah, the making of of uh, the Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett. Uh, and they're very good. Uh, looking forward to when the Andor series is coming out, which I think that's next month sometime. Those giant screens that they film in front of. That oh, is brilliant. Fascinating. I uh, know. Technology. I mean, when they that's do it like uh, like they're in the cockpit of their ships flying around, and they've basically got the screen so they can look like they are actually flying around. It's amazing technology. That's the uh, kind of thing that I'm going to be working with. But wow. Small. Cool. <laughs> uh, you'd love to work on something like uh, one of the stars would you oh we'll give it a couple of years you never know i might get promoted to a big screen person yeah because they did ob ob1 over there didn't they yeah mm -hmm. yeah they did just just around the corner from me in world terms yeah uh so yeah behind the behind the scenes stuff is uh very good um of course the, the doctor who's catching up with them uh, and that's pretty much it. I can't really think of anything besides well, a few you movies. Much, ah, a oh, movie. hang on, no. A movie? The Black Phone. Oh, yes. That was quite good. Okay. Uh, if, you've, if you've seen the trailer for it, sometimes when you watch some of the trailers, you think, oh, that looks good, and you watch it, and it's like a big letdown. But that was like watching it, and it's sort of like, oh, that's good. It was uh, pretty much uh, along the lines of the trailer, so that was good, yeah. Enjoyed well, that. Thank you. And that's about it. Thank you, Robert. Now I would say, um, one of the previous, when the we had uh, a certain amount of viewers, uh, when uh, until the, uh, the Boris Johnson and the series season part of the show, when our listenership viewership dropped by seventy five percent. That uh, says something, doesn't it? Right? You so, mean three of the four people? I'd like anybody <laughs> who is still watching this feed to say hi on the comments feed or I'm shutting it down. So, <laughs> Mary. Yeah. Um. Hold on. Hold on. Hold, hold, hold on. Come on now. You know, you know better than that, Mary. Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> so tell us what she's watched this week and what she's listened to in a Mustang and also what was read in the world of Mary Blitzland And when it comes to Big Finish She's the leader of the gang So shut your mouth, pray silence here Mary Blitzland I've actually written right. a new one of them incorporating your love of baseball. I just haven't got. I just want to say then that um, Terry and Lillian have saved the video feed. <laughs> I really enjoyed just the one that you that you recorded. Ah, oh, well, you, you, you'll get an update at some point. <laughs> if you like it or not. Yeah, that's what she said. True to form, I have been watching, you know, a lot of baseball. Uh, there'll be a break, though, this next week because they're having, you know, they have the All-Star Week where they do all these, you know, showcase games and celebrate people. So there's not any real baseball going on. And the home run derby. Oh, oh, oh Mary, sorry, I, forgot, yeah, I have to, I have to right? interject, Mary. Since yeah. we were last on, since we last year, Wimbledon has been and gone. That was rather fab, wasn't it, Ben? Oh, that was, wasn't it? That was yeah. brilliant, yeah. And that's all I'm going to say on the matter. Nick no, Curios, star of the whole thing. Eh? Sorry? Because no, that stupid Australian got through. Nick Curios, he was entertaining. Oh, he He's was, wasn't he? 
Yeah, he's, he's like he's like um, John McEnroe. He's, he's, he's a bit arrogant. he's, he's just... a bit cocky, but he was entertaining. He's naturally talented. Mary Blitz Lang, carry on. <laughs> Um, in terms of you know TV shows, uh, you know I'm I'm an outlier. I don't watch a lot of what you guys have been watching. I'm in the middle of watching the, the Sopranos. Um, golly, there's six seasons of those, like 13 episodes each. So it's it's uh, quite a slog through. I'm still watching Westworld, which is getting weirder and is just as violent. So I'm probably going to taper off on that one. I don't think I want to watch that much anymore. But in terms of um, Big Finish, I've been listening to several Torchwood releases. Um, or John Barrowman in, in any of them? Uh, no. Oh. No. Some re- yeah, and e- yeah, even and he does a few. Then it isn't Torchwood. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they haven't even released the one that he did record. Um, with Dave Tennant, that one. Yeah. Um, and listening, or, and I downloaded a, a Target book. I'll be reading Creature from the Pit. Actually, I'm into two episodes, or not two episodes, two chapters of that. That's it's Mary, kind of, is what? that the David Fisher version or the Terence Dix version? Oh, Ter- Fisher. Terence Fisher, David Fisher. Yeah, David Fisher, I'm sorry. David oh, Fisher. It was the book was originally done by Terence Dix, but uh-huh. when they came to do the audio books of them, uh, David Fisher actually wrote a book, uh, which they then read out. So now they're releasing his ones as physical books or you know ebooks. Uh, so that's what you're ending yeah, up with. So that's what yeah, I'd like to read them. Yeah, um, and in, and I like to try to tie in Big Finish uh, recordings with whatever it is we're watching. So uh, what I'm ah. going to are there's two volumes called The Churchill Years. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Feature um, Ian McNeese. I haven't listened to either one of them because it doesn't really interest me. Um, Didn't you re- listen to it before, Mary, when we did the um, Stories from Vortex podcast? No, no, we never I'm listened sure to it. we covered that, the first the, series at least. The first one came out in 2016, and it's four stories, and the second volume came out in 2018, also four stories. Um, and right now they're being offered at half price. So anybody who's interested in listening to more of Ian McNeese doing Churchill, you know, that's a real bargain now. Um, they're and, quite good, too. And volume two also features Neve McIntosh so, mm-hmm. as uh, the, sl- the Silurian. <laughs> um, so that's, that's kind of what I've been up to, you know listening to Big Finish and watching baseball and some serious seasons. <laughs> How good are the Yankees at the moment, though? Uh, the Yankees are doing very well. They yeah, are, aren't they? They were 13 uh, games out last time I looked. The most wins, you know, of any team, they're going to go on to the World Series, I'm certain of it. You, you'd think so, wouldn't you? They're looking very, very hot. They don't always, they don't always but this year is a hot year mm. So, yep. It's, it's been a while. I mean, I'm, uh, they are my favourite uh, American hit ball team. So, um, yeah, I've always followed them. I've followed them for about 15 years, actually. So the fact that they've gone up and down, they, they've been a bit rubbish the last, like, six, yeah. seven years. And so to come back this year, amazing, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. You go Yankees. Apart from your they've deficit. got so many good players right now. Mm. So, yeah. Yep. They've yep. traded really well, haven't they? They've done some yeah, really they... good... Thank now, you're you. talking like you really know baseball here. No, I do. No, I do. I don't take the mickey. I love baseball. I've watched it for years and years. It used to be on Channel 5 in this country. Um, and then it wasn't on for about three or four years. You couldn't find it anywhere. But then BT Sports picked it up about five years ago. I don't have ago. BT Sports, so I can never watch it. 
But then they sometimes have the because the early games on, you know, when you have the games at one o'clock, that's like six o'clock our time, obviously. So we get games. I can, you know, watch baseball all evening sometimes. There's basketball on Sky. That's about the only thing we can watch. Fewer of the daytime games are doing more and more night games, which is kind of sad because when they do the West Coast games, those are like three hours behind me. Mm. Like they don't start till 10 or 11 at night. Mm. Yes, yeah, yeah, that must be hot. I can't believe we've still got the two uh, viewers that we had about 10 minutes ago. (laughs) Maybe they like baseball. Robert, Robert, Robert. Yeah? Okay, I have in my hand... uh, We don't want to know. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, it might be be audio only, but still be careful. Doctor (laughs) Who and the Creature from the Pit, written by David Fisher, Target novel. So you're saying... This isn't, or what? What's going on? This is on. Ni- 1981. Costs cover price of 90p. Hold on, I'm just having a look because I've got it on my. Have uh, you finished, yeah. Mary? Or are they talking yes, all I'm, over your I'm slot? Finished. Yes, I'm finished. Now, I, I, I know. still we're still podcasting if, at the moment, don't you, Kirby? I wonder if you can still. Yeah, I know. I wonder if you can still do this. The back page says, uh, "If you write to this address at Target." Oh yeah, I don't think Street, so. <laughs> you get a free entry to the so. target draw and you get a free target badge. Yeah, yeah, I doubt it. <laughs> <sighs> right then. Okay. So uh, before we go, I thought I might as well play the audio from oh, yeah, David the, Fisher did the things us. that we No, just someone, about. Stones of Blood. Stones of Blood was one. And Andros of Tara. Marvelous. They were originally done by Terence Dix. Hooray. Okay. The little talk we ha- I had with the lovely Jessica Martin. I'd like to present the new Prime Minister. Oh, what the hell is TikTok up to? Let's try that again. Guys, I'm at the London Film and Comic Con, and guess who I bumped into? That's me, by the way. I wasn't in Star Trek, I was in Doctor Who, I'm that one. Hello, guys. <laughs> That's a lovely. Ooh, I just closed the window. Welcome to Training Now it's playing another video I don't want to play because I, I closed the window down. <laughs> You know, she has also audios as her um, vampire character. She does. She's very good. And she's very multi-talented. Of course, this is the one with uh, the love, uh, lovely Donald Fullilove, uh, i.e. Goldie hey. Wilson. Hang on. Why is it playing it from the I middle bit? Like the new Prime Minister, Goldie. I'm here to replace Boris. No apologies. <laughs> My motto is honesty, decency, integrity. I should be the PM of the UK, or of England, I should say. Vote Prime Minister Goldie Wilson. I like the sound of that. There you go. <laughs> what a sport oh, he was. I can, I, can do, I can do a lot better than that. <laughs> <laughs> and and actually, that was really good. Thank you. I know, I know, I was, I'm so pleased he was up for that. Um, and of course, what you should have done, his Adam, character. What is mentioned that at the beginning of the episode and teased it throughout the episode yeah. because well, wasn't that, that, was, that was actually Perfect. really good. Oh, thank and you. Never kept the viewers hanging around. I mean, you kind of like missed the trick there, mate. That was, oh, um, do you think that's the highlight of the show, then, dear? That's probably the highlight of the 500 episodes. I, I did big it up by saying <laughs> that I, I finally got to, uh, around uh, the opportunity to direct a, a Hollywood uh, actor. This is the last thing we're going to play, which is the the audio from the video that. Isabella was um, asked to talk in. Here we go. Oh, don't do this to me. (laughs) Let's try again. How are you? Can I shake your hand? That's not her, by the way. Some girl. Oh, 
He's coming up. There we go. David Harbour, and he's probably one of the nicest celebrities I've ever met. Honestly, he's so sweet. Yeah, honestly, I worst can't describe how I'm feeling right now. I'm so happy. There we go. That was Isabella still Aww. still floating around with glee after meeting David Harbour. Right. So that. I um, yeah, I think that could be it. I hope I hope it is anyway. And uh, <laughs> next time, I can't even remember what's on the next episode because I'm so sort of bamboozled the time by of the, angels, the stuff that, or the way this podcast has gone. The this the, the um, Town of the Angels River Song one. Ah, so we're doing them both together. Yes, of course, we're doing them together. Never again will we will be splitting episodes in two because there's nothing that we can safely say. We did talk about um, doing like two episodes per podcast anyway. Are we going to do that? No. Can you imagine doing two episodes per? Oh, you mean yeah? When it's a combines one story into episode, yes. But can you imagine doing two separate? Episodes per podcast with well, yeah. Kirby on the show. Yeah, why not? Why not? Oh, yeah, well, we we were discussing uh, offline. Apparently, yeah. you didn't see it. No, I don't Back, take much notice of what you're talking about. When we start getting some of the absolute dreck. Yeah, like, I think, hold on, hold on. Oh, I'm just checking. Uh, we're there. <laughs> right, no, we're no, going to no, we'll... do as as it is. It's story one story per episode of the show. As I said on our little private group chat earlier, maybe when the episodes start getting really, really poor, we should start doing entire series <laughs> on one podcast. If I thought about, way, if I realised really how long it was going to take to do the journey, there was no chance I'd be able to watch all those episodes to do one, one, you know, series per yeah, that's episode. That's the brilliance. That's the idea. Oh, <laughs> that's the brilliance of it. You don't have right. to watch them. I'm saving you so there much is time a from phrase, sh- rubbish. There is a phrase that covers that as. Uh, a bit late now. Yeah, no, it's not. We thought about it all those yet. years ago. Yeah. We can change. Look, if they're contemplating bringing uh, kick-ins in football instead of throw-ins, That's we can ridiculous. definitely start contemplating yeah. not doing like you know the rubbish episodes. Maybe we be, should just start. I again. have to Maybe be true go... to the original format of the journey. And sadly, for obviously all your opinions on certain episodes of Moffat and the Chibnall era, um, continue as we are until I can finally retire. Right then, so I'm giving you the opportunity. No, I'm, I'm not going to do that. Open goal here, no, Adam. No, <laughs> Literally, no, no, no. The keeper, no. the keeper is still up. I'm the hoping, the pitch, Ben. I'm hoping, over, Ben. And you, you're ben, he's being bundled by the attackers ben, 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 from the other team. Ben, ben, ben. And you've got oh, an open we've got three, goal. We've got a few free viewers. My God, it's gone up. No, right. An ideal quit world. In like six I'll, weeks time. What I'm hoping we be, is we can be done by Christmas. If 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 Kirby hates these episodes so much, we'll actually get the synopsis done in about two minutes, and we can actually have much. Oh quicker, no! That's show. that's never going to no, happen. No, I will I will complain the more, the, the, finally the, about. The I don't care. I'll, I'll just go in the other room if you want to spend three hours. One episode about it. at a time. We're, we're probably going to be going. No, Mary, it's not year. one episode. It's one story at a time. One story. So the one next two episodes are encompassed in one story. That gets yeah, us to episode five. <laughs> right, anyway. Everybody I, cheer. I will count out and see how many we've got left. You really want I don't to, care. Not right now, it's because I'm, I'm not organized that way. I'm not really Everybody bothered. who wants to do one series per podcast, clap and cheer now. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's everybody, Adam. 
That'll be the end of the show in about three weeks. Then. Anyway, so um, uh, so until next time when we'll be doing the River Song Angel episodes. Thank you. For, hang on, am I on next week? I don't know if I know what I'm doing. Oh, this. Well, yeah, are my, you? I'm just checking my very busy... Oh, yes, diary. I am. Oh, well. Um, so until then, thank you for listening, watching, taking part in the show. Please help me. Goodbye. Goodbye, Fancy Pants. If you call our TV program seasons, we'll call your serieses. <laughs> Doctor Who podcast is an APV services production sponsored by whoone.co.uk, lavazi.co.uk. We are a proud member of the Doctor Who podcast alliance. Doctor Who is a trademark of the BBC. No copyright infringement intended.